Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. The Big Guy Ryback feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback starts. Now, Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the Big Guy Ryback. And today I am joined in studio with a three-time overall figure champion, NPC first place champion, owner of Michelle Fitness, michelledavisfitness.com, Michelle Davis. Hey. I've known you through social media for a while. That's through- how we met. My chiropractor, mm-hmm. John Weiss, who I've not seen forever because he's so far away. So John Weiss, five years ago, came on my live stream show. And then when he came and gave me a free consultation at his office, I saw all of your products. And I was like, why am I not taking those products? Whose products are those? And then that, I followed you and I was like, can I be your brand ambassador? And you're well, you like, no, all. you can't be mine. But why not? You, you don't have enough followers. Okay. It wasn't, okay, is that my voice? Well, uh, I mean, that was, that was my, hi, everybody. I didn't have a brand ambassador program yet. And that I had a brand supporter thing we were getting started. This has been, I do everything, Michelle. So this is. Yeah, but you were like, I'm too busy. I was like, okay. You probably did catch me, though. At, like, I've. <laughs> From morning to night, and there's sometimes where there's down periods, and then there's everything goes wrong at once periods, and it's like I have to sometimes just shut my phone off and just. And then it was funny, like I saw Becky Body's post, and she was promoting your line, and I said, "Hey, I know that, I know that guy," and and then that's when it kind of I I liked some of your posts, I listened to your podcast all the way back to. Pat and Smoky Bones and all your crazy stories. Are there crazy stories? And you are crazy. I mean, do you want me to? T- That's. I mean, you're on I mean, the show. Are you just addicted to porn? And you tried GHB and like all the crazy party nights. And you woke up and you're like, oh my head, it hurts. But and I, like, I'm a very reserved person, actually, though. And then did I say addicted to porn and traveling and hotels? That's everybody, though. Everybody, the majority of human beings, not not maybe not as many women, even though research is showing because of smartphones, a lot of women are now as many as men supposedly are addicted to porn. And I like how it all first began. And then Pat was like, Blue Apron. And then you're like, Stevia. And then I was like, I'm going to buy True Panion. And what's this Death Wish coffee? And you're not a wrestling fan at all. No, I was just, I, I love buying stuff on Amazon. And I like, first off, you're my age. And I was like, dude, this guy's a pro wrestler. He's traveled the world. He's made millions of dollars. And then your story of how you got out of it, because like you didn't want to be brain dead or something. And then it like. Body followed, dead too. Yeah. And then it followed into that intro where you're like, ah, this guy made billions of dollars. And I was like. He's pretty creative with his voiceover acting. Like, how does he get all these ideas? And that's, I'm really into entrepreneurship. I love business. I love making money. I love being creative. And that's where I was like, you know, this Ryback guy isn't just a big guy throwing everyone around. I mean, he is a big guy throwing everyone around. Used to be. But he actually also likes to create product. And I was just like, 
he's got a podcast and a YouTube channel. And I was like, I've got to do what he's doing. How do I do that? Really? That's why I'm here. Yeah. Well, that's not why I'm here, but that's why I've listened to you. Yeah. You're the only person outside of wrestling that maybe likes me. I don't know anything about wrestling. It's a shocking. I've never it's... gone to a wrestling match ever. I'm so fascinated about like you jumping in the corners and like yeah. jumping on people and like banging with chairs. Let me, let me ask you a question because you're a regular casual person. Pretty casual. Does wrestling come off as like homoerotic or somewhat uh, no. to like guys fighting in their underwear? No. I'm always curious. Because I, I used to like wrestling back in the day and then I, I saw the jumpsuits. I'm like, I'm not getting into that outfit. But honestly, when I think of wrestling, I think of like. Got the singlets upstairs. We could put you in one. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty used to being in bikinis at this point. You know, yeah. that's like covering it up. But for me, it's like when I think of wrestling, I think of. Don't take this offensive. I think of old school 90s. Like, yeah, like. Well, I look and sound everyone. There's people that don't watch wrestling that see me. They go, you look like a pro wrestler. I just and you said earlier that I look like I a big dumb meathead. Like, pro wrestling is like when MTV and VH1 first came out. Like. That's when, like, what was the guy who's ripping his shirt apart? Hulk Hogan? That's the guy. Come on, Michelle. You I gotta mean, know like, Hulk Hogan. I just think of, when I think of wrestling, I think of, yeah, that's when I was playing Pogs and I wanted a beeper. And like, you, yeah, same like, age. Dude, like, like. I have Pogs. I have my slammers upstairs, by the way. New kids on the block. Like, my sister was really big into them. So that's when I think of wrestling. I think of, like, Hulk Hogan. And yeah. Back in the day, he was promoting McDonald's or something. Promoted a lot of things. Like that's, I really don't know anything. I know about ring girls. They're they travel with wrestlers and stuff. Like you know. ring girls. What well, is the ring girls that hold the number? Oh, that's like, not for pro wrestling. That's for more of the boxing and UFC, though. Okay, well, I'm stuck on the Pogs thing. I haven't talked about Pogs on this podcast. Right. I loved Pogs. I did too. They were in. I mean, and I had no idea how people flipped them, but people collected them, and they were in. And now it's like. It's like the Pokemon thing nowadays. Yeah, is like Pogs back for us. Pogs have not blown up. I they and for people listening and a lot of people our age know how big Pogs were. A lot of kids don't know how big Pogs were. There were shops popping up all around town. Mm -hmm. People leasing out buildings and just not even nothing else. What about just Pogs? What about homies and the vending machines? The little homies. Wait, what the people little? would collect the little tiny homies in the vendors. I don't remember those. I probably, if I saw them, I would. Yeah. I was, I was so into pogs. I have my slammers upstairs in a case still. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the pogs went. My family threw them out at some point. My sister or something. That's the, not why I'm laughing though. Yeah. No, that's not why I'm laughing. Why are you laughing? I'll tell you later. You were like this and you're like, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. The what? Never mind. Okay. I completely miss that. Are you? Calling me out of my own show? No, not yet. It's, you're very, very aggressive, Michelle. The Pogs, though, I used to, with the Slammers, slam them. And you, we used to play for Slammers, too. Okay. It was That's a, what it was about? The Slammers with the Pogs? See, I don't know the whole concept of it all. You're you weren't into it, but you just remember. I just knew that people were collecting them left and right. I had right. cases, huge cases of these things. Carrying them to school in my backpack, mm -hmm. I was the Pog master. You had you were the champion mindset already. You I had the yeah yeah. Well, like, what do you got? What do you got? Feed me more was I wanted more Pogs. That was, was something. Yeah, that's it, crazy. But grateful and thankful in the process. When did you graduate high school? Two thousand. I'm um, two thousand one. Hmm. 
that was a millennium. Yeah. Yeah, back in those days, you know, like I We're was old. just talking to my chiropractor assistants today about John Wise's assistant. No, it was at uh, Canyon Lake Neck and Back. Okay. Um, and we were just talking about back in the day, like Missy Elliott and in high school and when everyone stuck to their word, like you're going to be at Burger King, right? Because that's where we're at during yeah. lunch break and people stuck to their word because there were no cell phones. It's an entirely different neighbors. age. And then the girls are like, do you remember when you got a cell phone and instead of voicemail, you'd press record and hang it up to the radio and be like your favorite song, be yep. like, yo, this is so-and-so. I'll be right back. I'm like, you did that too? Yes. Me too. Did you grow up in Vegas? No. Where'd you grow up? San Luis Obispo County. Wait, where? So it's a little beach town. It's right in between um, San Francisco and LA, right Ooh. on the coast. I tell people it's right next to Santa Barbara. 805. That area is beautiful up there. We had yep. WrestleMania up there yep. a few years back. Went to Cuesta College. What'd you go to school for? Business. I took a lot of classes. I just got like my associates. And yeah. They did under business. Um, I did not want to leave community college. I loved it. I did track and field. I threw javelin. Um, I did shot put a little bit. I ran the four by 100. My coach just saw me and was like, I'm going to give you credits to join the team. Really? And I never wanted to leave. I was like, what do I do after college? Have you always, always just been athletic from a young age? Yeah. Always. You when growing up, did you play outside a lot too? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Same. Yep. I, I played goalie. Yeah. Soccer, I played catcher and softball. I played, um, you know, guard and defense and basketball year round. I was always yeah. athletic. I loved just being outside. Still the same. And it's funny because you go around and I always like, we used to play like whatever season it was. If it was hockey, we'd play roller derby, roller mm -hmm. hockey outside, basketball outside. We'd play baseball with the little, the Nerf balls or the, um, little squish balls with the little strings on them. Mm -hmm. We'd have those. We'd play baseball with those. We did. We'd have like the Nerf, those turbo footballs, the whistle. What about uh, four square? You remember four yeah, square? Yeah, played that in J.T. McWilliams elementary school. Like, I'm going to get you a dodgeball. Watch out. I toot my own horn. In elementary school, I got most, most athletic. And I also won best sportsmanship. You uh, had like a champion mindset from the get-go. I think I might have. There was a shoot-a-thon. It was called, like, the shoot-a-thon? Yeah. And I won it in fifth grade and sixth grade. And you stand at the free throw line and you shoot. And I got as many out of ten. And then you go to the championship. And I was just, like, hooked after that. I was yeah. Like, my very first two years of playing basketball, I was the only girl. Really? And so even to this day, I still have some of the guys I follow on Facebook. And it's so funny. I always give them shit. You never threw the ball to me. You're ball such hug. a punk. Was for you, was that like for fitness? Were you fitness oriented from a young age? When or when did, when did you fall in love with like fitness? Because you have a, a love for fitness, mm -hmm. obviously. You're jacked. Oh, Your nice. arms might be bigger than mine. I'm almost, I weighed 300 going to bed last night, but I went, I woke up at 290. Yeah, so I'm like above 25, right? But your arms might be bigger than mine. Yeah. Thanks. You're pretty jacked. Where? <laughs> I don't see jacked on here. I see like... flex for the camera so that people can see. <laughs> <laughs> i mean thanks i guess i'm not that big no, no it was same it was a compliment thank you very i guess much. i guess thank it's maybe much. not a good compliment to a woman you're so big i know i'm like thanks bro. that's me for you oh. yeah <laughs> big dumb ryback 
God, you're so big. I know, right? I'm not going to say that to you. Wow. You probably want me to say, you're so toned and petite. I go the complete other way. You're jacked. That's just what I want. Hey, you know what? Feed me more. You know, that's what it's all about. But be grateful, thankful. Because feed me more is very, it's, you set goals, you, you go for it, you accomplish it. And then you don't become complacent because if you do that, it happens to a lot of people. You have to stay hungry, get hungry, stay hungry. So what I should have said is you say, but you got to be grateful because if you're not, you're selfish and you're a prick. I agree. But what I should have said when you were like, wow, you look jacked. I should say, yes, because I'm a feed me more ambassador. <laughs> well, we do have our brand ambassador program, Michelle, if you are but interested. To answer your question. Right. I was in sports at a young age, honestly, to get out of the house because of a dysfunctional family. Okay. And that was something that I didn't realize at the time. But yeah, when mom and dad are fighting and it's kind of an edgy situation, it's always best to be with your friends and run around and, you know. Yeah. And that's that's also something that I feel like is really healthy for kids nowadays, especially who are a lot of gamers who can't get out of the house or whatever, like mm-hmm. get their butt in some kind of sport year round. I was even involved in like caravans as a kid, yeah. which is like Wednesday and Sunday school that you get together with all the kids at church. Yeah. People all like run around and eat cupcakes or play basketball or make crafts or stuff, but stuff like that, that I was like, I was always out and about with people and doing stuff. I never was, on Nintendo or hooked to the TV. And I love sugar though. That's where I think the change of the nutrition and everything nowadays, I really take seriously. Cause as a kid I would eat. I think we all did as kids. So, Oh, they called me TV sugar Davis when I was little. I could see you being really hyper. I was kicked out of a lot of kids houses when there was sleepover time because I would eat all their ice cream and candy and I'd be running up and down the hallways and they'd be like, sound like me. Yeah, that's why I was listening to your podcast. I was like, this guy is awkwardly <laughs> comment to someone I know. Note to self. But they would be like, yes, uh, Mr. Davis, you need to come get your kid because um, they're causing a row. We need to go to bed. And so it's like, yeah, I was that kid. Oh, my goodness. And we talked about it when I had Gary Wilson on here, the porn addiction, which you like to remind me of. Which I don't you think. You were very addicted to porn at one time. You have to go back to your very beginnings of your stories. Back in the smoky bones when you gave the old women too much strong coffee and they got a little wicked. <laughs> no, but that came out when when I was a teenager, essentially, the internet. Did you spill water? In I splashed it in my eye. I was it's like, I got water. Easy there, Michelle. The, but it's been around for so long, you just don't even think about it. But mm-hmm. the most men, I actually think I am a saint when talking to hearing what other people like. I'm just honest about everything. Where I liked how your podcast started very personal to get to know you. Yes. And then it started to be coming into a business. Like you and Pat had your voiceover and your sponsors and everything. And now it's like, this is, this is a part business. of my branding. Yeah. And so it was like, I don't know. There's a part of me that I'm like, like I get the business. This is very professional. This setup is like, I give you props. Like, seriously, people you, don't go this far and beyond to make their yeah. brand known. But I also liked it when you were like, shit and giggles, what do we talk about? Ooh, we're fucked up. This is Pat's fucked up episode. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to lean back and hang out with Pat. And Gary Vaynerchuk yeah. has helped me tremendously. And then through meditation and thing, I just learned to just like, 
I don't give a fuck. It's hard to let go. It's hard to let that go. Even to, it takes a lot of time. Even to this day, I, I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, are you trying too hard? Are you doing this for you? Are you dressing up for the, what are you doing? Be loved for exactly who you are because people are going to hate no matter what. That's why I said, I'd rather you hate me for me being me than for me pretending to be somebody. And I'd rather you love me for me actually being me. It's way more rewarding. That's why I tell people just be yourselves. And it's not easy. It takes time. But all this, everything has been an evolution. And I just put everything out there and let people see the process and the journey. I knew back years ago from business books what I wanted to do, but you just like, you just do it. And then you start, like, I was hurt and trying to figure things out. And Well, and you're still young. I mean, we are only Thank in you. our mid-30s for... Yeah. 30s, 37 and 36 is the new, like, 23 and 24. But isn't it funny how it's like, okay, I'm still finding myself, and I still have to remind myself, like, don't give off posts stating, like, you know everything because you don't, Michelle. Just note to self. Just, you know. That's why, well, here's the thing, too, and I want to talk about this because we're talking about social media and kids. And there's so much I want to talk about that and how important that is in human interaction. It's something that I think is problematic. It's going to get worse. And I feel like being active, um, at least for me, I try and at least put something out there to where I can help moms Yeah. and help moms get out of the house more with their kids, or at least get through a day where they can feel better about themselves by trying new things in fitness or nutrition i love to juice so like beets and celery and ginger and like i try everything and i'm really into dehydrating fruits and vegetables i saw that yeah i'm so into it and it's just when i do different preps i try different things i always like to try different things i never get stuck into one thing because one thing i tell ladies when it comes to fitness is, you know, don't get obsessive with what you're doing and don't make it all about you. Try and incorporate your family, your kids. Yeah. Um, and, and to that aspect with health, I feel like it's, it's all around. It's helpful. Going to the kids and you're talking about, and I did remember what I was going to say. Good, I'm going to awesome. get back to that. Yay. It just took me five minutes. That's Big okay. number right back. The, I've been fasting for 24 hours, I know. people, just break. so everyone knows. It's not, it's, I'm on a long fast again and I'm at the end of it and I'm thinking about eating after this. What are you going to eat? Um, I'm doing carbs again, which I want to talk about all this mm-hmm. with you. But I um, usually will do, I was going to do my big thing of rice and some lean hamburger and grilled chicken. Mm. A big thing. I'll try to get two meals in before bed, but I honestly might only be one because I go to bed earlier than getting up around five. So, but to stock, what I was going to tell you when you said about social media Mm -hmm. and coming across, like you don't want to come across as you know it all. You can't worry about that. But sometimes I feel like what we do is, and I try to, and I have to remind myself of this is whatever we're doing in our lives at the time, we make a post and we like talk for everybody. Uh, and I don't think people do it on purpose necessarily, mm-hmm. but I've done it where I'm typing and I go, wait a second. I only should reference myself in this, that this is what I'm doing. I'm enjoying this right now because it's the same message going out, but it doesn't come off as like, I'm just trying to think of an example. People do it all the time though. And I know when I see it, I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I do. Oh, I do the same thing. We all do because it comes off as the I'm holier than thou, or, but it's just, Nobody's trying to come off like that, right. but everyone's just excited to like, oh, I'm maybe some vegans. Are you vegan? No. Okay. Some vegans, maybe and CrossFitters. That's a thing, mm-hmm. but it applies to everything and we've all done it. 
those are just the two most common examples, I think, where it's like, it's this way, this is the best thing ever, this is what you need to be doing, or that, like, whether it's religion, anything, it's rather than, this is what I'm doing for me and it's helped me, this is why, this is why it's helped me, and that's it. It would be received way better, but I don't know. We're all glutens for attracting hate, maybe, and negativity. I just think, like you said, we're all trying to figure things out. We shouldn't care so much what other pink people think. I think it's fundamentally going with our intuition, like what works for me? Yes. What helps me feel good? Mm-hmm. What is, you know, and when you're under pressure around a whole bunch of other people and trying to follow what other people do, I always fall back to get away from that and be the loner. Yeah. Do your own effing thing. And that is always it's my life. That has always brought me back to say, Michelle, it's okay to be alone. Like, you know, don't, don't sit here and isolate yourself, but you get what I'm saying. Like follow yeah. your own path and that's okay. You We're may, all on a journey. You may feel awkward. Like no one else is doing the same path as you, but as long as I'm doing that, which is awkward to say, I get more followers and more comments and more views. So the less that I care about what other people are doing and I follow the path of what I'm doing and I'm constantly like, you need to learn, you need to not be egotistical. How are you serving other people? How are you, yes, making making your way and paying your bills and like saving money and everything. But at the end of the day, when I go to bed, I am just so grateful. And then I wake up and I'm like, wow, I get to do this all over again. And I just keep propelling that mindset. And for me, yeah, it's nutrition, it's lifestyle, it's environment, it's resting and training. And it's like a fine-tuned homeostasis balance that I try and say, I'm not going to follow anyone's beat. I'm not going to. I listen to my coach. Yep. But I do follow with what is going to give me sustainable energy, what is going to not give me inflammation, what is going to help me give me cognitive function. Mm -hmm. And some of the times with food, you really have to be aware of those things. Like, I mean, to the full most when it comes to inflammation, diet, allergies, seasonal times, you want to change it up, go on different keto or paleo or fasting or like change it up. I always like to change things up. And the the funniest thing part about it Rise that I never count my calories. I've never counted calories. I've never in my life won multiple times. And that's just by saying, Michelle, I'm hungry. It's 8 a.m. What do you want to eat? I'm going to eat some fish. I'm going to make a potato. I don't put anything on it. I'm the most plain, bland eater, but I eat so much. And I'm just like, what do I feel like eating right now? I feel like eating this and I go eat it. And I know when to stop because of the satiation and the satiety. Mm -hmm. And like people, you got to educate yourself on our hormones. Like, there's a lot that goes into all of it. Yeah, that. like, and you know exactly what I mean. Yes. Like, when you eat and you're like, okay, I've had enough and I stop versus I want to indulge and this feels really good, smells really good, tastes awesome. Yeah. Even though I know the repercussions. So, yeah, it's just following. Following a plan, fine tuning it, and making sure it's just yours and it's not anyone else's or, or you paid for it or someone's forcing you to yeah. do it. Or you I was going to talk to you about that with dieting. Yeah. But I wanted, like you said, in talking about uh, like you're a loner or something, with, how is with you and social media, 
because I call like the phones weapons of mass distraction. I hate it. It's, but I there's, so what do you think? So here's my thing. Cause like Gary Vaynerchuk, I love Gary. Mm-hmm. I think he has a brilliant mind, mm-hmm. but I think Gary is heavily invested in social media. Well, yeah. He makes and he admits so it. Money, yeah. so much money into it, but he started <clears> at a point where he was the loner with the wine yeah. in his parents shop and he was the lonely guy in the wine shop. But I want Gary to talk more about, cause he's, he's helped me out a lot. And I, I look up to Gary a lot and everything because that's, this is his world on that. He's, he's laid the groundwork for a lot of people, but I wish he would talk more about the negatives of social media. Not, not as far as being negative, but, and I do a lot and try to help people because I'm, I've using it with my business. I have to be on it all the time. Uh, and having the, the Gary Wilson on and, and different things with the porn addiction, video game addiction, cell phone addiction, and kids having these devices and us having these devices, there's so much education that has to go into this. And like, you're self-aware. And like, I know when I'm, when I know what I got to get the fuck away from it. Like I know, and it, unfortunately I have to be with it way more than I would personally want. I wish it was off my phone. I look at your stories. I'm like, wow, you did all those on two different pages. Yeah. Well, no, I have, no, I have help on those. It's everything. Uh, yeah. Well, I have, I, so luckily I have help for the other pages mm-hmm. and my YouTube helps out. There's someone, but I'm That's still in, involved with those mm-hmm. on top of it. They're just not my main, because my accounts and I'm running all Snapchat, LinkedIn, my Pinterest, my Instagram now in on, I'm on there on the comments on YouTube in between things on top of all Do of this. Do you ever get away and turn it off and feel the difference? Yeah. Well, the night, the, once I go up to my room and mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't look at my phone until the morning. I pick up Sophie Carrier downstairs, let her go to the bathroom, make my breakfast, and then I sit down. I ice my back and shoulder. I have like a little routine. Then open the phone because if I wake up and open my phone, mm-hmm. it like there's some mornings it's not horrible, mm-hmm. and then there's others where it is just a list of things. And I got to do. I get up early to do my social media work early, mm-hmm. so I can't even get to that sometimes because there's all these other things and do orders too on top of that morning and before bed at the very end to try to keep up with everything on that as that keeps getting busier. I'm like, what am I doing? But I was like, this is what I had to do. Now it's to the point where it's now I can start getting a little help here pretty soon with everything, but it's the distractions on there. I think that's key for people to understand and knowing what you want, ultimately what you're talking about, knowing who you are and what you want and not getting caught up in all the bullshit at the end of the day, because you could have the best day in the world and you get caught up in the bullshit on there and you're going to feel bad at the end of the day and you're going to be confused because there's just too much. Our brains are not meant to process all this, in my opinion. There was a good interview I watched with Elon Musk and Joe Rogan talking mm-hmm. about all this and how yes. Elon Musk was saying we are like gigabots. We're self-pre-programming and we're just sending algorithms to each medium that's out there. Yep. And how a lot of people get addicted to the virtual world that social media provides and the satisfaction and the brain chemistry that that does. Changes and, the neural pathways. Well, it's not only that, but eventually no one likes reality and everyone wants to not be in reality. And it's a. This it's is what's a, happening right now. Absolutely. And so when you look at virtual reality, where you, that's even further along the lines of people are addicted so much to virtual reality. Yes. And even so. Our phones, our TVs, our laptops, our iPads, that what are you in more? Your virtual life or your real life? What's easier, it's always accessible. Your real life is raw and it's boring and it's 
confusing. Yes. It's in your face and you can't run from it. It's uncomfortable, but yet you have this instant look at, you know, it's instant, whatever you want. Absolutely. But that's part of the thing. And again, with the porn thing, and I even, I was thinking about this even deeper in reading some other books, listening to some other books. I, if you look at like you're single, mm-hmm. do you have any kids? Oh no, I'm not single. I'm sorry. Do you have any kids? No. No kids, mm-hmm. but like more people today are single. I feel like mm-hmm. is this in, in men and women, and like I was looking at it like the well, I think more no the the, the dating though, but for like marriage, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. before porn became prevalent, I was like because I know now giving that up completely, mm-hmm. I'm more prone now to like I want to go do things, not just porn, but just social media, you everything. Find yourself and be in experiences and have your own yeah. journey before you sacrifice. And that's what a lot of people are understanding is that I want to understand who I am yes. before I don't know who I am anymore. And I was just having this deep conversation with my friend Kara, who has two kids. She's like, I love my kids. I, she's like, but you, you have your life and freedom. Yeah. And more and more people are choosing to wait to do IVF, to freeze their eggs, to be surrogates, to adopt. They're waiting till they're in their 40s so that that way they can get out all of the stuff. Yeah. And that's where dysfunctional families and divorces and resentment and bitterness and holding on to shit. Yeah. That's where a lot of stuff I find competition helps me get through. Really? Every competition I've ever done has put me in an uncomfortable situation that I've able, I was able to face, deal with it, stay out of the virtual world, stay on this path, find my quest of how I'm going to find everything to get through. And the first one was my sister passed away at cancer and, and I dealt with her, her passing. And then I did my first competition and it was the Steve Carr classics right when Steve Carr passed away. So it was kind of very, um, I was so humble and grateful to win overall this last November because that was the show that like I did for my sister and Austin lost his dad, Steve. And, you know, and like being able to go through every single prep and competition and do like my cardio a little bit different and wake up at this time or nighttime train at this time and eat this particular thing. Yeah. And, and, and like every single time I do it, it's like, I'm going to face this reality by telling this person, this shit's on my mind and get over it. And I do like literally. Yeah. It's when you, that you're able, so competing helps you stay focused essentially. And that, what was the age you first started that for you? You know, I think it's when I really, I, I knew I had to get away from my family because I was in this safe sheltered zone yeah, and I needed to get out and break away and find my vulnerability and uncomfortableness. So I could look on the outside and say, no, Michelle, you did deal with X, Y, Z. And these were very traumatic events that happened. And just because you were brought up in Perfectville, you still have these situations that are troubling you to push past the fourth of getting married or having kids or, I look at business so seriously, like making money and investing and my future and everything so much so that I look at marriage as a business. Yeah. Kids are a business. And I can't always think that way. I mean, that's, that's not, uh, that's me having really, really big, tough walls around me. Yeah. 
that um, I'm, I'm able to have a very good survival mode when it kicks in. <clears throat> and I think that's the reason why I push myself as hard as I do. Like, well, you want to get out of the rat race, too. And that's that, in my head. Yeah, but I think because most people, what happens is you settle down early, you have kids, you get kind of, you, you, you come a, you're in that bucket of crabs and you can't get out because you're, you're weighed down too much. And that's, that's a very real problem. Yep. So I think everybody, and going back to the whole porn thing, I feel like people, though, got married more before because there was human interaction more now. I honestly believe the technology has played a big part in a lot of this. Individuality and being yourself. Yeah. And I also think opening up the doors to the the gay community, because back when we were young, yep. people who were gay in middle school and high school, they didn't say anything. You knew it, yeah. but it wasn't accepted. And now it's like, you can be whoever and mixed racial yep. was never, ever accepted when I was in high school. I it's mean, it's changed drastically. And it's insane how open that, that has opened people now to where you see 18 or teens and 20 year olds talking like they're adults because they've had the privilege of having anything that they want to choose from where, you know, I, I've always kind of be, I've, I've wanted to be my own person and yeah, I've gotten into hip hop and, you know, I rapped a little bit and I oh, yeah? tried a little of this and that. Drop a beat on the show right no, here. No, I won't do that. But that was <laughs> way back in the day when I was trying things that I was just like, yeah, this isn't me. This isn't working. I want to try this. I want to try that. You don't want to have a rap battle on the show? No. Chick chick. <laughs> no. Maybe next time. You're one of the, the like, because that's one of the things with, like, in promotions and fitness and bodybuilding and, like, I always tell people you're very smart though to you're very to have that entrepreneur mindset and, and like when I was looking and having your website into your business, you're light years ahead of most people though on that end. Thank you. Because you're still young, but like you're you got to start somewhere and like because that field, it's like there's the the pinnacle of it doesn't necessarily pay the bills and what but this day and age with social media and everything and with online it's all part of your branding mm -hmm. and you know what I mean? Having yeah. a YouTube channel and all just everything. It all ties in a pod, like having a radio show. And you always have to evolve and try new things. So it's yep. not always the podcast or it's not always your YouTube or it's not always this radio station. It's I'm getting nailed on Instagram right multitude. now. And you took, yeah, I heard that. Like there's some stuff going down that I they've admitted they've called and spoken to the managers. They're limiting. They were limiting my engagement already. Mm -hmm. They're limiting everybody's. And this is all the algorithm. And I tell people this because so YouTube, their business model is they make money on the commercials. Mm -hmm. So if you're seeing get more commercials, if you're monetizing the videos, they're making more money. Instagram though, mm -hmm. used to be able to be seen by your followers, all of them or the majority of them. So Instagram is now only showing you to a small percentage of your followers. Unless you pay for it. Yeah, so I, and then, but if you, there's people. But Facebook did the same thing. Facebook owns Instagram. And this is why they're doing, their business model is, and they're going to continue to change the algorithm because they're getting people addicted to likes, comments, and spending more time on the platform. And they're lowering the, it doesn't matter what your following is, if you don't pay to promote your post and to be seen, because they make money on sponsored posts and whatnot. So they're going to continue to lower engagement Lower and lower and lower. And the, the more they do that, the more money they're making. So I have a feeling like 
the more you are out there in the real world and the word of mouth from people that use your product, yeah. the more testimonials you have. It's yes. like you can only put so much out there in the virtual world. You have to get your ass out there and you have to market. Yeah. And that's what you do in going to all of these events and stuff like that. Well, I that. haven't done that. I haven't done any expos. Since way back in your first couple of episodes. Oh, I used to. After Sophie, I haven't traveled in about a year. Because you were like, I'm at this high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were at a high school, and you are like, I'm at this convention center. I'm at this place. I'm at this. I was like, wow. Yeah, I was wrestling. That was going. But now you have better sales than ever. Yeah. And I haven't even done one fitness expo yet. Huh, so maybe. And I'm profitable at a good level. Like, it, So it's getting good marketing agents to. Yeah, I got a good marketing agency now. And it is that was the missing piece that I had to fail at multiple times. What about like sales and shipping and all of that stuff? I have all of it. It's what it's all figured in. I have a bookkeeper who do everything. I, I do my, I go through, that was the other thing. I was lost for a bit because I tried to get a bookkeeper right away mm-hmm. and through my tax people mm-hmm. and it took forever for them to set it up. And I was walking blind and I knew I needed my numbers because the one show I watched Shark Tank, if you don't know your numbers, get the fuck off the show. And I was like, so I had a ballpark idea of what I needed to do to keep everything going in the right direction mm-hmm. and not overspend. Mm-hmm. But I was overspending because I, at some point for a bit and then getting the marketers and then not, it's what a coincidence. The moment I was able to finally start getting my numbers, mm-hmm. I was able to make much better decisions. And then wow. that's when I pulled, I realized I wasn't getting my money from Instagram and Facebook. I was throwing money away on there and I knew I needed to, I just abandoned it. And the moment though I cut that, they killed my engagement further, but I was able to come across the right company that has taken it to the more, I think my uh, return on ad spend right now it, between the last two months has been, it was 7.4 and it was like, now it's like 6.3 for this month, but. That's insane. You are so light, you're here, light years ahead of. Um, two, yeah. Two and a half years in, uh, I've turned like. A lot of men your age trying to do the same thing you're doing. But I'm very motivated as well because you got to understand what I walked away from and left. And I refuse to, like, I tell people I would rather fucking just die than to admit defeat to that motherfucking company and Vince McMahon mm-hmm. with the way everything I'm going to win at the end of the day. I already know I am. Mm-hmm. And, like, I will not, I would rather just die. So that is what he's dealing with. What, what was this thing? Pat, I think he said we're fired. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, the voiceover. The, uh, I had to have my, my buddy, did the <laughs> Vince McMahon. I can't do a Vince voice on that. He does the, you're fired. Ah, smack my ass. Pat, smack my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You've listened from the very beginning. I love it. I love it. So I wanted, cause I was going to talk about this for you, like in entrepreneurship, like what, what is like your goal? What's, what's your big goal? Cause I'm like after ultimate freedom and power and I'm trying to do good. Cause I feel like there's a lot of bad business people out there, mm-hmm. but what is, what is, okay. You're a creepy high fiver. That's what <laughs> we're going to talk about that and butt pumping it a little bit. What is like for you, like what's your ultimate like mission or goal with entrepreneurship? Is it ultimate freedom as you as well? Oh, absolutely. It, it's Doing what you love every single day and not even worrying about the money you make because it's making you so happy. And ultimately, yeah. it is the money that you make that keeps you going, but it's overall the service that you're providing. And for me, I people are like, are you going to get your pro card? Are you going to get your pro card? And for me, it's like, I just want to stay comfortable where I am right now because yeah. I don't want to hurt my health. I like the way I look. I like the sustainability and the challenge. You look great right now. 
Thank you. Which you said I look jacked, so I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, well, you're, like, you're like Sarah Connor from Terminator, like jacked, yeah. like from T2, who's back. That's coming out in November. It is. I, it's my favorite thing it of all is. time. But I ultimately want to find a way to help women, um, ultimately with depression and anxiety. Okay. But I don't want to be just that everyday personal trainer. I don't want to just own a gym and have a class you come yeah. to. There's got to be a certain way with social media, broadcasting, you know, me competing, all the angles that I'm coming from where I'm going to find something that's my niche that no one else is doing that is healthy, it's sustainable. Any woman or man could probably do it. And, um, you know, for right now, I just have a couple products that I have, resistant bands. Yeah, I, I, have, I have health tracking journals, which... You know, health tracking journals are old school. I know this. You can do it on your phone. But for me, that's the one thing that has helped me. Everyone's like, what have you done? That's your secret. What What have you done? That Have you won the shows? And I said, I just write down everything I eat every day. I don't weigh it. I don't measure it. I don't count my calories. Yeah. I just say breakfast, eggs, potato, oatmeal, you know, and then I have, and then I look at all the things and how much water do I drink? What kind of supplements am I taking? I go the extra mile when it comes to like, and and feel me out on this. It's kind of geeky. It's called microscopy. It's okay. when someone takes your blood and they look at your cells. They look at the development of your cells, the hemoglobin, the uh, iron level in your cells. And so they're able to tell you, hey, Michelle, you need more iron. You need more vitamin B6. You need this, more calcium, you know, things like that. So that's what I did from the get-go. And finding a good chiropractor that helps with Graston work. A lot of people don't know what Graston work is. It's like rubbing a butter knife along your yep. bones to alleviate any of the scar tissue. When you build muscle, a lot of inflammation happens. Your nerves get tied into all of these muscles and ligaments, and you get a lot of pain. And a lot of people think, oh, I'll just take Tylenol. Oh, I'll just stop working out. I go and see my chiropractor. And he helped me with my TMJ in my jaw yep. initially with Graston work because I talk a lot. No, I'm kidding. Well, no, I'm not kidding. I but, do too. Um, it's a big problem. <laughs> but I love also whole body vibration, saunas, dry, and, well, I'm getting one. and um, steam. Yep. I love rebounding on a mini trampoline. And I love a body compression suit. It's kind of like, you know, you go to Rite Aid and you put your arm in and they tell you what your heart and your blood pressure is. Yeah. And they have that for the entire body. They, they use them for athletes when you have a lot of cortisol in the body, you're very sore. You lay with these sleeves in your legs and on your body and in your arms and it, it and inflates and then deflates. And that's my me time to relax. Yeah. So like turn off the phone have my water next to me. And every time I'm done with my cardio, I just go into my compressions, little vibration, rebounding, juice, dehydrate my, you know, and I eat tons of fish. Yep. That's one thing for nutrition for me. Like everyone's like, oh, you got to bulk, you got to build. And I am. Sounds like someone from Chicago. Really? <laughs> you sounded like Mayor Quimby from. <laughs> <laughs> You got to bulk. You got to build. I have all these voices. <laughs> Sorry, no, Mayor. No, it's okay. But, um, you know, everyone's like, oh, you got to bulk. You got to build. And, and it's like, I 
This is kind of geeky again. I am what is called an intuitive empath. I'm very sensitive. I'm sensitive to light, sound, lots of people, uh, loud noises, and I have to shut off from the world to decompress. And so a lot of times when I put myself through too much stress, my body can't digest food. And for me, I've also found that having a lot of softer foods, a lot of easier digestible foods like egg whites and yep. fish and potatoes, these are all the things that I switched through. You know, I've been training for three years, competing for two years. And um, yeah, at first I, I did the oatmeal and the egg whites, and then I did the rice with the chicken. But now I don't eat oatmeal. I don't eat rice. I don't eat really? bread. I have probably five to six potatoes a day, all sorts of different potatoes. I don't put any sauce on them and no what, dressing. What, what, potatoes? What, what are yeah. they? Red? Yeah. White? Yeah. What else is there? Sweet potatoes. Okay. There's Japanese purple sweet potatoes. Whoa. There's all sorts of different kinds of sweet potatoes. Okay. And then I eat white potatoes. Um, and I eat tons of vegetables, tons of fruit. Same. Tons and tons of nuts. Like, I feel like I'm Dumbo eating peanuts nonstop. <laughs> like, and it's you have crazy. a fast metabolism, too, though, probably. I have probably, such right? a fast, yeah. fast metabolism, big time. And I always tell people, like, little awkward, but you need to spend time alone on your squatty potty and make sure you're, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of people, they're just up and going. When you have kids and you have an eight to five, a nine to five or whatever, a lot of people are backed up. And I'm just like, I take, there's a good fiber with stevia actually, because you're very health conscious. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's mm -hmm. which makes sense why you saw the supplement line the Feed Me More Nutrition then mm -hmm. with all that, because not there's not a lot of people doing that mm -hmm. overall. There is another company I saw actually now. But it's, it, but it's not just like the foods you eat. Yeah. It's like, when are you taking time to have a mini Savasana? And yeah. if anyone doesn't Wait, know what, what that is, I like a Savasana is when are you taking time to just be alone by yourself uh, to chill out and take take some time to go through a cleanse or a detox yeah. or like you do, like a fast. Fasting. That so that that way you can get all the poo-poo out of your gut. Like we're walking around with like five to 10 pounds of yeah. poop in us. And a lot of people are like, that's just normal. And I'm like, that's not, no. you want to know why you're sick all the time. You want to know why you're coughing with asthma. You want to know why you're breaking out. Yep. You can't sleep. You got headaches. You're cranky. You're moody. Cause you're eating stuff that your body is either holding on to. You're not giving yourself enough time to release. And then that's the thing. Like I like, what are your you, thoughts on fasting? You know, I, it all depends on competing, but I think fasting is good for your soul and your spirit. Yeah. It's good for you to just say, I can go lengths of time, but during that time, what am I going to think about and go in depth? Am I going to read something? Am I going to go for a hike? Am I going to allow myself to release something? It's got to be some kind of soulful little cultivation that I yeah. feel that a lot of people are just like, I'll just sit here and, uh, it's not the hardest thing in the world. I keep, that's why I'm very fidgety almost because I have to keep myself and because you do think when then like, when you get deep into it, like I said, going to 24, the 48 is mm -hmm. 24 is not as big of a deal. And once you go to bed and wake up the next day, it's a lot, it's lessened a lot, but it's that nighttime. And when you slow down and you get inside your head and like, it's, it's a whole other thing. And I see with moms and guys, of course, but with moms with kids and sacrificing their lives, they're progressively just gaining more weight and their metabolism is slowing down. And it's just this 
we all know this epidemic of obesity is just crap. Like I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. I'm going to be a loner and be in my world of this is how I sustain a normal, healthy body weight and still give back and still be able to compete. And a lot of people look at me as a figure girl and they're like, you are so lean and little. And I'm like, well, cause I'm, I don't, you know, I don't eat a bunch of meat and I don't cram a bunch of crap in me. Yeah. I'm, you don't fight I'm, against your genetics necessarily. No, like, I willing, tell people that all the time. I tell people I'm a baby bodybuilder. I'm willing to put in all the time it takes and the day by day progress it takes in order to grow. And I, I see that already. My legs have been taking ultimate strides that I'm like, yeah. wow, this is all time. I just have to be patient. It's a tough thing. And that's my thing. And like with the health and fitness world, the bodybuilding community and stuff. And I, with social media, I feel like there's so many, there's a lot of bad going on right now with that. And a lot of people in that field are not necessarily health oriented at all. They're usually the opposite of it. I've found yeah. and it's, but I found that like, I just can't follow it. I can't look at it because it, it truly bothers me. Yeah. And because people look at me and think I'm that, and it's like this fucking fight. But I was like, all I could do is just tell my story and put it all out there and let people get to know me and let them see what we're going to do with the workout videos, showing 50, 60 sets of how that I've been doing since I was a fucking kid. Like it's a different mindset. It's a different thing, but you're health oriented. So being in that world and competing and being with people in, in the drug use at times that is involved is that something that's conflicting with you nope. for how so? And like, how do you, how do you get through that? Because you know who you are and what you're doing. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I want to be proud and I want to feel good yeah. and I want to be able to remember things and I want to be able to have my ultimate, my, my brain be at its best Yeah. and being on that stuff, your brain can't be at its best. And yeah. for anyone Heart, out there that has done it, you can feel it, you know it. For me, it's funny because I'm actually growing and I am developing bigger and more attractive looking, getting off of everything. Yeah. And I have found that by letting go and not following what everyone's doing, knowing that I have great genetics and I have a great mindset. And if I focus really hard and I work really hard at it, but it is a challenge when you want your arms to be bigger and they can only be so big. And, yeah. and that's, that's the roadblock. And I'm going to stay right here because this is who I am. And, and people like me and they follow me and they trust me. Yeah. Ultimately they trust me. And if this is something I want to do for the rest of my life, I don't need to go out pouring that I'm getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to stay the same, stay the same, stay the same, stay the same. Maybe my butt get a little bigger by butt pumping or doing something. Which we'll talk about that but before we wrap up. at the up. same time, I just want to be healthy and happy. And people see that in my pictures. Yeah. And, and women look up to me when I post my 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. sunrise picture. And they go, oh, I'm getting up with you. And it's like. I'm building a tribe where 20 years down the road, maybe I can be like Suzanne Summers. Yep. I just won't have the thigh master. I'll have some <laughs> of that weird contraption, but like Corey Eversman. Yeah. Everson. Yeah. Everson. Those women I, I look up to. And same with the lady from the Terminator who you just. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor, which it, she's coming out November 3rd, which is the same date as the Steve Carr classic I'll be doing. Uh, people call me the Terminator. Yes. So it was like very ironic that I'm like, I look up to these women that I remember back in the day. Like my mom had a thigh master. I looked up to Suzanne Summers. She wasn't all jacked up. She had a great butt, great body. She yeah. still does to this day. 
and you don't want to burn out early either. A lot and, of people will. And how will. can I do that? Yeah. How can I do that? Longevity. Or just one little one little step month, year by year, people are saying that I'm getting just a little better, just a little bigger. And but you to a good point though, and when you're involved in that too, and you made the decision in going more health oriented, but it's who you surround yourself with. And it like too, I found like if you surround yourself with people that are doing that, you will find it easier to justify doing it because you a lot of people aren't self-aware enough not to compete with other people and whatnot. But if you're constantly, you know, and I'm a very competitive person, so I have to really be controlling of my environment at a lot of times. And which is why I started when I got into wrestling. I never wanted to. Mm-hmm. I was already big. I didn't need to, but I wanted to be the you biggest. You had a particular look that fit right with the mold at the right time, yeah. at the right moment. And you jumped on it and took advantage of it. But ultimately, I think anyone who is on drugs or is in a group of people, we all want attention. Yep. We're all striving to feel included like we belong in this world, that we have meaning in our life. And so many people that are from broken families are still looking for that yeah. still to this day. And every time I step on stage or anytime I place, I definitely fill a little bit of that void yep. to where people are going to say, when are you going to stop competing? And I'm like, well, pretty, pretty soon. And I'll, I'll take a break and then I'll start something else. And, but ultimately I was finding that belonging when I lost my sister, because I wanted to find women around me to create a strength sisters boot camp yeah. that I could help other women. And that's what I have every Saturday at my house. Okay. And women come over to my house and very minimal fee. And they work with my booty bands and I help yeah. them with confidence. I, I get them to work out to warm up the heart and the lungs. And then we talk about empowering self-esteem topics to really get their mind going. So if they're trapped, or they're dealing with something that is holding them like, you know, and it, and it could be their loved one at home or their kids or their job. I really dig in and I say, what is it that makes you, and I have different topics for them to dive into. Mm-hmm. So like I call it my sassy boutique bootcamp class. Okay. So I talk about the difference, like for instance, what's the difference between sassy, which is like a self attitude that you have in your confidence versus sexy, that outward appearance that you're looking for validity and you're looking for a lot attention from others. Yeah. What are you portraying inwardly that's creating your journey and your desired core feelings? And what are you portraying on the outside that may be confusing you? And that's where bigger is not always better. Yeah. For the longest time I'm thinking, Oh, I got to go get another boob job. And I'm thinking, why, why, what is that outward appearance going to do for you on the inwardly? Like you already have, well, that's the easy fix though, for yeah. rather than dealing and, with the inward, we do things single, to distract us mm-hmm. from that. So every competition I do, I'm always looking for something or okay. if, if there's a way for me to help women down the road or for a long time to have that mindset that I don't always need more, even yeah. though feed me more is great. Yes. Yes. But there is, it's, that's why I said you have to understand grateful of being thankful and there's, and it applies more to just goal oriented things yeah. at times. Cause yeah, I have to be careful of that. Yeah. Like, cause it's easy just to keep wanting more and more and more. I was like, wait a second, do I just do that then die? Right. And then you're never happy. That's why I always talk about balance and trying to be. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm very self-aware of it. And like, but there's also the time where you got to grind to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And I know that, and like I had to get my health back mm-hmm. and now that I got it. And now I'm able to kind of put everything together. 
I do realize that I need to take some breaks at times and enjoy. Yeah. You know, we, we all do. We all need a balance. We all need to fine tune things. I just, I love maintenance. I love maintenance where, you know, we all go through dips through the road. Yep. But as long as we surround ourselves with like the five most people that support us, who build us, who love us, sometimes those five people fall off and we bring new ones in. But absolutely, I, I've had to do that. I think. Also for me is, what is it about myself I don't already know? What are things that I hold on to that it could be habitual habits that I'm addicted to that I need to break away in order to open new doors and avenues? What are my walls keeping me up that I'm not breaking down and allowing other people to see the real vulnerable me? And the more I'm on social media, the more I'm able to not face those feelings, the more it's the real me talking to people, socializing, and not always posting every thought that goes through my, even yeah. though I want to, it's more like just keep those for yourself. Yeah. More yeah. Beautiful things that you'll find in yourself when you let go of the social media world, yeah. the virtual world and get more into the real world. It, it can be boring. It can be scary, but I, I like being a loner. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. Weird, but I, no, I, yeah. I get it. I look at it. Like I told you, I battled the, the, the it's conflicting to me because all a business goes through it. It's really, it's a, mm-hmm. and I've, it's something I, I have to go through every day with this. I get up and try to do the majority of it in the morning. So, but even then I'm still constantly having to go on and do things throughout the day. Got to post a podcast update on this or send this out. Do you but, have a list you write down that you always go through and stuff? like? No, I have, I have, so I write down certain things I need to get done on mm-hmm. the important like thing. And I'm, I'm, I've always had my brain, luckily, where I've been, that has not been a major issue, mm-hmm. but I do have to record like podcast interviews, things, recording times. I, and the busier I get, I do record more, but luckily having everything here and I just get up really early anyways. And oftentimes I get bombarded with just random things that if I did have seen everything like completely marked down, I'd be fucked in a way. But, but I, I'm half and half. always have things to keep it going the next day and the next yeah. day. But yeah, there, there is a time and where I, it's always good to just kind of take a chill pill and... Oh, you have to. Well, that's why I like doing the pie till the people get do a radio. Yeah, Everyone like should do a podcast. Back, that ice bath in your backyard. Yeah. Well, I do that. And they yeah. got that in the, you think you could do that? That's it's I cold. I love that. It's 42 I to, degrees. I used to do cryotherapy. That was fun. I went to uh, cross town to do those. And I was like, I was doing it off the road and I already had my cold tub and I was spending way more time there than I would if I just came home. And I was like, you know what you should do? Play with your pogs. Oh my God, I got them all upstairs. Like, wasn't it funny how I just brought up that one word and it was like, oh my God. It makes me, you mentioned something on this show that nobody's mentioned yet that I I believe nobody's mentioned that made me really happy as a kid. Those those things had nothing to do with social media. It's like the little things. Interaction. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that it's, it's. And that's what I love about fitness and bodybuilding. And that's what I love about competing. It's like. Even as a loner. The connections you make and see the first off the level of competition that you see people go through and their demeanor when everyone's getting their spray tans and they're starving and emaciated. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you see all of this uncomfortableness. It's especially the men, the men have to wear the little tiny knife. And then finally, when everyone, everything is done, you see this, this literally this huge weight is lifted off of everyone. And it's like, everyone has this such delight. And when you make connections, so I bring some of my products. I always say hi to the figure girls. 
I give them my product. Great time to sell. It's not just that. It's because <laughs> I want to know them and I want to tag them yeah. even after the competition. And I find I may not know you in the real like like we grew up together, but now I have this connection where I can yep. build these relationships on Instagram through all of these. That come from a real mm-hmm. interaction meeting. Yep. We went the opposite way. Yep. But through that and then. Yep. I'm like, yeah, that guy's going to sign me up as a brand ambassador. No, it's very apparent my. that you have, you've held that in the entire time. He's going to sign me up. <laughs> I'm good enough. No, you are good. enough. I There's, have good enough numbers. I do everything alone for the longest time. I'm, I'm alone. I'm a lone wolf. Talk to me about dieting. Because I want to, I just want, what are your thoughts with, and I've had Dr. Eric Berg on here. I've had Thomas DeLauer. I've done keto myself for a long time. I've done a lot of genetic testing, different tests. I don't process fats well. Dr. Berg thinks I, is talked to me on here about different things and thinks that that's not necessarily a thing, but genetic tests say other, say Absolutely. otherwise. And yeah. I go by the mirror. Mm-hmm. And when I see myself losing weight and getting, gaining abdominal fat on my sides, something, and I'm not even, something's wrong. Like, You're really into your six pack. You have to. I always kept because when I was you a like, kid, yeah. When I was a kid, I always wanted abs, and ah. I didn't. I didn't know. I started training at like 11, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I would do. My parents had a crunch sit up board. Mm-hmm. I've always, and just me for people. I've always been body conscious since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I always kept a shirt on. I wear baggy shirts That's to this day. Funny, and they're so big. And I decided basketball. to get in the profession where I just wear underwear. And talk, I had, I didn't like to talk when I was a kid, like in public. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be a pro wrestler. Because all of this uncomfortableness, it just. Well, I force myself, I put myself in situations where I sink or swim and I always swim. Because you find a way through. Yeah. I think I have a good thing of where I don't give a fuck about failing because I'm so confident that I'm, but I have that from a young age experience of doing well at things. See, and that's good because. So. Yeah. So dieting. Um, but yes. What are your thoughts on all the diets, man, different I, ways of eating? I think as, as we age, our body changes and you got to keep up with what you like, but ultimately it's like, don't, don't hide yourself of the things that you do like, yeah. really like treating yourself. Are you like with the calories in calories out? Cause that's the one proven thing, obviously. And I found oftentimes I find, and this is goes on with social media and the different people, and this isn't calling anybody out per se. The people that push certain ways of eating only typically are selling things that go along with that. And that's what you had to say right there. Marketing. Yeah. Marketing. Money. Because my thing is, and like keto, I do know, like, and I've had my my cholesterol improves tremendously on keto. It does. Mm -hmm. But also I was doing intermittent fasting on that. And that's why I keep fasting in. Mm -hmm. And then I read, but doing that, I can't eat a lot of fat. So I had to go more protein. Mm -hmm. I can't consume 5,000 calories a day eating mostly protein. I, it's, it's very difficult Mm -hmm. as far as that. And then I read Stan Efferding's book. He's coming on next week the vertical diet, which he pushes a lot of carbs, Mm -hmm. a lot of white rice. I never had white rice. I'm eating more white rice than I've ever eaten. I feel better than I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. My body is, I've put on quality weight in the last two weeks of working out. And I was like, I do really well carbs and lower fats. In moderate to high protein. Mm-hmm. I've always, and then cutting my carbs slowly. And do you change it up every now and again? Like a little bit here, or a little more there? 
Yeah, well, like right now, I'm bulking up right now mm -hmm. before I cut down to start doing my workout videos mm -hmm. to get ready for wrestling. And really, so I'm trying to put on because I couldn't work out for two so months. So it's like a diet is, there's no such thing. It's like you're always changing. Yeah. It's always up and down here a little But there's more no here. one way. I'm Never, saying, ever. These, there's yeah. people out there saying that, though. That's what I get like. And then it's like you got to look at, okay, women during that time of the month. And then, of course, there's stress. Yep. You know, whether you like it or not. And stress comes off in so many different ways, especially when the body is trying to protect itself. Meaning you look puffy here, you look puffy there. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to lose weight here. But a lot of people look at it like it's, it's food when it's lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And you got to measure out the areas that you feel like you really need to change up. And I think a lot of people, it's hard to do that. Yeah. You know, and... When you work as hard as you do, you got to commute to work. You got to do all the things. Food is a stress relief for a lot of people. Yeah, emotional eating. When Real you thing. look at all of the options we have, I mean, it's an open end to. Well, that's the whole thing with calories, though. Come in, though. If you're eating sufficient calories throughout the day, mm -hmm. that when you get home off of work and you're going to have your final meal, if you're starving, you're more prone to go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac and fries and a Coke if that's an option. But a lot of right. people don't think of the repercussions afterwards. It's just that moment of, oh, I'm hungry now. I need yeah. this that's there now. But it's also money. A lot of people don't it's have cheaper. money no. to give them the nourishment that they, you know, you look at a smoothie, it's seven, eight bucks. And then you look at Mickey D's and it's like, it, dude, what can I get for seven or eight bucks? It's, <sighs> it's, not, it's not rocket science. No. Some people are like, F it. I don't want to sit here and part of a bigger problem going on yeah yeah, yeah. so it's just this it, it's a lot of ends of how much do you care how much do you want to care um and and again i can't thing. i can't go off and say oh parents you should feed your kid this way because i'm not a parent yeah so it's it's more of the women in their 20s to 30s mm -hmm. that no matter how i look at it i always try and post pictures of what i'm juicing or what i'm yeah. making and it's like out of the ballpark of this is my meal prep for the day and all my meals lined up yeah. it's like i if i'm hungry i'm going to make something and i'm going to eat as much as i want and i also feel like at the same time don't be afraid to gain a little weight so many women are like i gotta stay this size forever and if I lose, then I'm winning. Yay, I'm, I'm, I'm leaner. Yeah. I find that if you actually push it a little bit more and a little bit more, it gives you that goal in mind to really push it harder in the gym and mentally to really focus on, I, I want a bigger butt or I want more abs or I want bigger arms. Well, you have to gain weight. And yeah. a lot of women get scared, confused. They don't want to change. Yep. And I find like, well, what if, what if you were to eat something like go on a vegan diet and eat twice as much and then gain five pounds because of fruits and vegetables that are yeah. in your body and then take those phytonutrients and all of the things like chlorella and spirulina and utilize that so your immune system will be not better. it won't be getting sick when you're trying to yeah. lose those five pounds a lot of people get sick when they're trying to lose weight yep and Allison is great for that. That's in garlic. I actually mm -hmm. take Allison pills. Oh, really? I haven't been sick in probably eight or nine years. Yeah. Gar oh, yeah. Garlic. It's antimicrofungal. It will yeah. kill all of And Yeah. So. I tell people, because I get questions all the time from people, especially doing the supplements. And 
and I'm not a doctor and an expert, but I tell people what's helped me is get your basal metabolic rate. It gives you an idea and there's calculators online because a lot of people, they don't know where to start. Right. It's overwhelming. And they, because this, again, now we live in this day and age with all this information. Mm-hmm. You got people telling you keto, telling you paleo, telling you carnivore, telling you high carbs, low fat, this moderate carbs and like Mediterranean people, Atkins, any of the people are confused and they go, well, where do I start? And I just got a message from a truck driver. He was like, I have no clue. I don't know what to do. And I just said, you got to figure out your, your, your basal metabolic rate first, how many calories you need to kind of just function and get through the day. And then I go, then you can start making some adjustments and start, I go, you need to start almost tracking your calories just to get an idea of what you're doing. Cause you're completely lost. Yeah. The BMI and the BMR, that equation, Yeah, it's pretty complex, but it's super easy. If you just take 20 minutes and look on YouTube and write down the formula and figure out your inches and yeah. height and your weight. And it's just a simple little formula. And when you figure out that number, then you can look at the scale of moderate, heavy, you know, yeah. the exercise level. It'll give you a starting point though, yeah. kind of a ballpark area. And there's a place I go to my very good friend, Juan. She's a sponsor of mine. Little shout out. DexaFit Las Vegas. Okay. It's a body scan that I get probably every four to five weeks. And it tells me my bone density, which is good because osteoporosis, as you get older with women, it starts yep. to rise. And then it tells you your visceral fat, your subcutaneous Ooh. fat. But then it also tells you your lean muscle mass. It tells you all that it gives you a five page report and she does have metabolic testing. She's got 3D body scan imaging, DexaFit on Charleston and Jones. Okay. And I love that because I can't go just by off a scale. You can't like, no, when I want to look at what's the fat that's holding my organs together and then what's the fat around all of that and measure that towards my bone density that's progressing or is it decreasing? And then looking at my lean muscle, like am I building more? Am I losing? And all of that makes sense. You go deep with it. Yeah. You try and to and really you understand. You look at your cells yeah. and you look at the health of your cells and everything. Have you ever had a coronary artery calcium score on your heart? No, but I did just have my blood work cheap. come back on Friday and my um, HDL are significantly lower because... That's the good cholesterol. Is it? Yeah. See, LDL is the bad? Yeah. Oh, I got I that. saw your post I did and I was very then. confused. I did it backwards then. So LDL is... The bad cholesterol. Is lower and yeah. HDL is higher. You posted that and I was, I go, oh, that's odd. I know. She must have... Damn it. I didn't know your HDL could be... It must have been really high. No, it was the other way around. <laughs> it was the other way around. My bad. My bad. See, I'm not... I'm not... We'll make sure we delete that post after. I know, right? Thank you for reminding me. No. Okay, before we wrap up, I do want to know, because I said, talk to me about the, the butt pumping. What, you saw that on your thing. So, I have a hard time sitting still. I don't watch TV or Netflix or video games. Same. And I'm always trying to find new ways of staying healthy. So I did, like, for instance, a version of cupping called a moxibution. Yep. And, um, like, cryotherapy. I love that stuff. So now there's this new thing out on the market that loves lots of girls are doing in Brazil, they're doing in Europe, and it's to get your butt cheeks bigger. And it's, think of it this way, you're sucking a shot glass with your lips and your lips get really, really big. Yeah. That's what this is initially for your Is it temporary butt. or is it? Yes, yeah. it's temporary. So this is something you yes. do for a photo shooter? For, yes. Okay, yes. see, that's yeah. what I was trying to understand with this. That, it, when it, that makes perfect sense. Though. Yes. So I was just like, 
I'm bored, and this girl Destiny wants to come. Hey, wants me to come over, and she wants me to hang she, out. Is she doing well? I would imagine that if she makes such good money, it is insane. Like she, there was got, a noticeable difference when you did it. Like I was like, that's that girl and people doing photo shoots. That's never ending. You mean the picture of me laying down, showing? Yeah, that was before though. No, then so it looked good. I thought it was after. I didn't know. She said you have to get a series of like three to five to see a difference. And I'm like, that's a good sales pitch. That's a great sales pitch. And she's like, you have to do 30 to 50 squats afterwards. I'm like, man, this is, you got it down. She makes really good money at what she does. Even if it was a, and it's, I, it's not a scam because it, it's a temporary thing that works mm-hmm. in for photo. Like that's the perfect marketing it's thing like for it. It's like waist training. Yeah. You know? But the, even if it was just like she would make so much, even if that didn't work, she would make a killing for the people of the hopes of not wanting to get surgery or anything. Do you know how much nowadays it's literally super, super trending? The whole butt, like fat transferring. My ex girlfriend almost died. And it is like, I don't know what it is. Like, I get the boob implant thing, but when you see a girl in the gym with butt implants, it just, like, I don't. I'm no. going to be on the loner train. No, you're not, though, because and so, I don't get it. I'm just going to stay over here. And I look at it. I would rather see somebody work for it. Or do the butt suction thing. And The butt suction thing. If you're going to do it for a photo, that's fine. Cool. I was like, this. what was really great about it was that it made this great fart noise the whole time. So, so yeah. I was, as I was talking, I was like, oh, that must have been the, oh, wow, that was, and it's like, this is so funny. I can't believe I'm doing this right now. No, there was a girl that was, there's a group of Brazilians at the LVAC over mm-hmm. here and she's not there anymore. She was here temporarily. And the first time I saw her, I'd, and I'll have to show you, I'll find her and show you after I'm this. I'm just like, when you get older. What happens when you get? She used to be a very you could tell like she's very pretty girl, Mm -hmm. and she was compete. You could tell she competed because she got very muscular. But then she wasn't as muscular at this point when I saw her. But it looked like she had two tumors growing out of her ass. Not one guy at the gym looked at her and like was like, "Oh, that's hot." People would look and laugh. It was. But they like some girls. It was the most obnoxious thing I've ever seen. In general, some people do anything for attention. Anything. But there's that's knowing and seeing. I go. There's some, and we all have problems. But she's dealing with it with getting her ass pumped in that. Like some girls just don't know when to say no. Yeah, it was. This was like the most extreme. Yeah. But the butt pumping is not that. That's more of a thing for an aesthetic (laughs) look for a photo shoot. I get it. That's just safe. It's harmless. Woman's like, making money. It's not hurting anybody. <laughs> makes for great Instagram stories. I like, <sighs> getting myself into. I love it. All right, Michelle. So I always like to ask one piece of advice for people, and I know this is difficult because we've talked about a lot. If you could give people one piece of advice listening that's helped you the most in your life, what would that be? Find your why. Find your why, and make sure that it's not just you that is that why. Who is it for someone who? Who you love dearly, who it could even be an animal, uh, something that when you wake up, that's the first thing that puts a smile on your face. Find your why, carry that, grow it, nurture it like a little seed that you're planting and always follow your instinct. I love that. That's great. Let your conscience be your guide. Great advice, Michelle. And where can people find you? Social media, your web, the website is michelledavisfitness.com. That's right. Yeah, just Michelle Davis Fitness. I have a 
Women's Charity Support Group called the Strength Sisters LV. We have once a month charity go-kart racing called the Gas Pedal Pinups. So I love to bring women together, empower, help you motivate and change and to be the best you that you could possibly be. I love it. Michelle, thank you very much for joining me. And guys, we will be right back after these messages. What's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to tell you guys about this exciting new company I'm working with. Recently, I've been dealing with pain in both my back and shoulder, as you know, and other areas of the body. Recently, I've been doing the stem cell therapy here in the United States, but I decided I wanted to take my recovery up a notch. And that's when I came across a stem cell facility located in Medellin, Colombia, called BioAccelerator. BioAccelerator is the global leader in stem cell therapy. They offer a state-of-the-art medical facility with the ability to treat patients with tens of millions of active adult stem cells to help them recover from injury and major medical complications. BioAccelerator currently offers treatments for a variety of conditions ranging from orthopedic injury, spine and disc injury, chronic pain, ED, and even severe autoimmune disease. BioAccelerator also has something for you men and women out there who are looking to stay in the game and keep yourself looking young and feeling youthful. Ask about their anti-aging and rejuvenation treatments as well. I will be tracking my progress as I go through the treatment, as you guys have seen with BioAccelerator, and giving you, the audience, updates as I heal and overcome these injuries on my journey back to the ring. If you or someone you know suffers from a life of pain or complications due to a major medical condition, join the likes of UFC Hall of Famer Matt Hughes, Chuck Liddell, WWE stars like Kevin Nash, Rey Mysterio, and myself, you can contact BioAccelerator directly, guys. As for my personal friend, David Truitt, he's the one who has reached out to me and helped me from the very beginning. He will help you through the consultation process with the same level of care and expertise as he did for me. Start your path to wellness and become a BioX man or BioX woman today at www.stemcells.bioaccelerator.com slash Ryback dash Reeves. That's BioAccelerator, B-I-O-X-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-O-R, www.stemcells.bioaccelerator.com slash Ryback dash Reeves. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. All right, we're back here. We've got Raj Geary with Wrestling Inc. for the Wrestling Report. Sick and on duty. How you doing, Raj? Good. Just trying to battle this cold. How are you doing? Doing very well, thank you. I appreciate you making time for this, even even under the, the current conditions. So, <laughs> sickness knows not you know it doesn't uh, work around your schedule. 
It wasn't all the wrestling this week, was it? I don't know. <laughs> it could be the lack of sleep probably didn't help. <laughs> that never, never is a good thing, but well, Perfect. thank you anyways. No problem. Always great to be here. What do we have going on this week? Well, I mean, it was a really busy week. Obviously, we saw the big premiere of uh, AEW Dynamite, uh, what was considered the season premiere of NXT on USA, two hours, uh, two hours plus, actually, they had an overrun. And AEW Dynamite just spanked them. I mean, to to put it mildly, I mean, they drew 1.409 million viewers. Uh, NXT did 891,000. So it topped NXT by 58%. And that's with NXT pulling out all the stops, you know, with the, with the title matches and and the overrun and limited commercial breaks, which they're not going to be doing every week. So AEW, they won the night uh, in the 18 to, I mean, they were number two for the night in the 18 to 49 demo. Uh, they did a 0.68 rating in that demo. It topped NXT in that demo by 112.5%. And that is the most important demo. So that's that was pretty huge. Uh, NXT was number 10 for the night in the 18 to 49 demo. And Dynamite actually in that demo beat last Tuesday's SmackDown. Barely. Dynamite had a 0.68 in the 1849 demo and SmackDown did a 0.67. So yeah. AEW pulling in those younger viewers first time out. You know, we'll have to see where it goes after this. Will it will did a lot of people like it and will they tune in again? Um, what were your thoughts on the premiere? Well, I, I watched AEW solely and, and I missed a few parts, but I, I and I missed a good part of the main event actually. And caught the end because I was working. I, though, was thoroughly impressed with the TV presentation that I thought it was above even what the pay-per-views were. I really, really just dug the presentation and in that arena. And it really brought back, for me, memories of WCW Nitro and that excitement. But yeah. the crowd and that older audience, which we saw at their pay-per-views, like when you see the crowd... At AEW at the Dynamite show, it was mostly young adults and adults that, for the most right. part, on that. Whereas in you know in a WWE audience, is, there is more kid friendly and whatnot. But just the whole vibe, I, I I was thoroughly impressed with it. And when I saw that, I go, I don't know what it was, but I go, man, I feel like they're going to do a pretty decent rating during this for all of this. And sure enough, they did. And I and I can't. I did not watch NXT at all. I did not see any. I had no inclination to go and even switch and watch what was going on because I I personally wanted to see. I know what NXT is and what it brings to the table. I wanted to to see as much of the AEW show as possible, and I really enjoyed that there was the wrestling and that was their first show, so there were going to be cold matchups for the show, obviously, until they can start getting some storylines going. But like the the fact that they had some promos mixed into the show, some character development stuff, was very personally happy to see that. That they, I know they're gonna, I know the, I understand the wrestling talk and the the competitive nature of it. But it seems that they do understand that for television and and for going forward, you do need character development. That is massive yeah. in pro wrestling, and I thoroughly enjoyed what they put on for that first episode. And congratulations to them and everyone involved because this is great for wrestling and great for pro wrestlers. And, and pro wrestlers are going to make the money they should be making a lot more than what even just when I was there and the money is going up and whatnot because of that competitive nature that it's going to be bringing and whatnot. I think time will tell. It was the debut episode, yes. And I've seen people talk about, well, when Impact or TNA debuted, they did 2.5 million or whatever it was. And the wrestling audience has, has gone down for a period of years now. The wrestling audience for during TNA's time 
Raw was getting better numbers during that time. So I think you have to take it into the context of this is what Raw is getting every week. And then look at AEW just at 1.4 million, supposedly. Now my thing is, I'm like, man, I feel like they could possibly get in the twos if they keep this up. If they, and obviously there's a lot that goes into that, but man, and to your point, we have, I have a bunch of numbers at wrestlinginc.com for people that want to check it out. But actually the TNA impact debut was only around 800,000 viewers. It oh, really? grew and yeah, it grew over the years when Hulk Hogan came in, they managed to break 2 oh. million. They managed to break 2 million twice, but AEW Dynamite, it was the most watched show that wasn't Raw or SmackDown in five years, in over five years, since the April 10th, 2014 edition of Impact Wrestling that did 1.42 million. So Impact built over the years. And, okay. and it's crazy to think where they were and to still get canceled and what they would be doing now with those numbers. But uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's an impressive debut. You know, the first time, you know, a cold company, you know, with only a few pay-per-views under their belt. So I knew that something was up when earlier in the day, WWE sent us a statement. Uh, they sent a statement to Wrestling Inc. and some other media outlets, and they wrote, congratulations to AEW on a successful premiere. Now, this is before the ratings came out. Yeah. And they wrote, the, the real winners of last night's head-to-head telecast of NXT on USA Network and AEW on TNT are the fans who can expect Wednesday nights to be a competitive and wild ride as this is a marathon, not a one-night sprint. So basically conceding that they lost the ratings and getting ahead of the story and trying to you know, put out their best foot before the ratings came out. So they put that out before they even knew the ratings. Well, they probably knew. They probably got uh, it yeah. just hadn't been released yet. Okay. So, so Which is really odd, and I'm going to tell you this straight up. Like, this is can you imagine back when, when Raw and Nitro were going head to head that if Raw would come out and put out something like that? It, very odd. No, yeah, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> but, and I know Hunter's very good at, well, he will babyface a situation, and, but do something, his feelings on it are, are something different and whatnot. But, and, and he's, and he does that. And that's fine that he's in that position and that's his choice on how he wants to come across on all of that. But do you think Vince. There's no way Vince sees those numbers and he gets his ass kicked that Vince is happy about this in any because that NXT is under the WWE umbrella. And it's what I said before about the the bosses in video games. This was their first level. Like that first level boss just got smashed on on the, the first the first round. Anyways, now and there, now it's time will tell. Obviously, and I think it, and again, they aren't wrong on it is, it is a marathon in a way, but again, if the roles were reversed, they would have been much happier being the ones with the 1.4 million rather than now having to play catch up and figure out, well, shit, how do we compete with this? This company doesn't even have that many major stars yet. They're only going to develop people through TV time, hopefully, which I feel like they are aware of based on how they presented everything. Yeah, they had a huge arena that had a lot of energy. The energy on the show, and again, I didn't. I've only seen NXT the first couple weeks before that, and I, I can only imagine. And I know from personally competing when you're competing in front of ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand people compared to four hundred, it's night and day. Yeah, I made the comparison on Twitter that it's like Saturday night's main event versus WCW Saturday night. You know, where they had the small studio for Saturday night, and Saturday night's main event looked like a, a big deal. Just yep. aesthetically looking at the two shows, AEW looked like a much bigger deal. And it, it just made it easier to watch. I mean, NXT, I think most fans that watch both shows would say NXT had the better wrestling. But, you know, it's dark. The, the fans were the fans were loud, but it's dark. It looks like there's no one there. Um, you know, diehard NXT fans, they love Full Sail. But 
to a casual wrestling fan looking at those two, one of those looks major league and one looks minor league. And yeah. one looks, you know, one of those looks like everyone's watching it. The other one looks like just a hand, you know, a handful of fans are watching it. So, uh, I don't know how long, you know, with this, with this atmosphere that they can keep up, uh, even being competitive. Well, I don't think they can. If they, if AEW continues doing everything they're doing, and I think it's very subjective. When you say better wrestling, it's, right. to me, it, it, and you go back and look at the Attitude Era. Arguably, and that was the greatest time in pro wrestling from a ratings perspective with WCW and Raw. And you could arguably say that the wrestling was probably, quote unquote, the worst during that period compared to what your hardcore audience considers good wrestling, whatever that is. Because it, it's fake. So there is really no good or, like, to me, it, it's just kind of, it's ignorant. But right. ratings okay. were best when the focus wasn't on, oh, I got a, an arm bar, I got a, I got a hammer lock, and we're doing cool transitions. Because regular people don't give a shit about that. I'm telling yeah. you straight up. Oh, for sure. And anyone that's in the game knows that to agree. Now, it all plays a part, and there's a lot that goes into it. So the actual wrestling, though, if AEW, they already have guys that, that can work and wrestle. If you can incorporate the things that make pro wrestling great into that show, which I feel like off that debut episode, they did a solid job. And they had a great ending on the show on the first episode with Jack Swagger appearing and, and, and having Ambrose in there and, and or Moxley. They had it with the pieces that they have so far. I thought they did a great job on, on their first show and balancing everything out and giving, giving us some good stuff. Uh, to look forward to tune into the next week. And I think that number could, could improve next week, quite frankly. Yeah. Let me get your opinion on this. And and by the way, when I'm talking about match quality, I'm not talking my, my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, just... People are saying, cause you know, we, we agree on that Absolutely. all the time uh, as far as star power and character and story being more important than, than flips. And, and those and people aren't wrong by the way. And again, this is, everyone has their opinion on, right. but I'm talking about, well, the ratings do reflect generally in the masses that, throughout the history of time that the general majority of wrestling fans don't care as much about that part. And now that there's a smaller minority that does and both there's no right or wrong. I'm just saying, boy, when you take the big picture and add ratings into it and whatnot, it does matter. Uh, There's other things than just solely that. So, and and atmosphere matters a lot, Uh, but I do want to get your opinion on this. Being familiar with AEW. I thought that show just breezed by. It was easy to watch. It was, uh, I thought it was great, but at the same time, I was wondering with first-time fans who are probably not familiar with uh, Hangman Page or Pac, you know, or the the Young Bucks, uh, should they have done not long pieces or anything like that, but maybe a minute, you know, uh, video to introduce those matches, at least the top matches, like Hangman and, and then the main event, and then yeah. uh, you know, they they did it for Cody, but they didn't do it for any of the other matches. I thought that would have helped, so a lot of the first-time viewers would have a little more familiarity with uh, with some of those characters. Again, that's going to be their call on that, and it's easy to look back and say, well, we could have used a little more of that, but it could have also been, if they did do that for a lot of the matches, it could have become very forced and repetitive, mm-hmm. that where it was little more that they're then now shoving that they're trying to get these guys, where sometimes there's a, there is a marathon part to this of you just do need to tune in to get to know the people that are, that are going to be presented to you. They did do it for Cody, which is great. And whatnot, that whole thing. It may, maybe they could have done it for one more guy. We could say so it wasn't overkill and whatnot. Somebody that they really wanted the audience to maybe connect with, so like a Hangman Page or a Pac or whoever it is. That you know that that could have been 
an option, and maybe it will. They're going to learn, too, as they're they're going through here. They're going to go back, and they're going to watch the show. Tony's new to this whole game as far as, you know what I mean? But they seem to have a good group. And, and Cody's smart enough to know character development, too, that if they put it on the right guys and, and, get, and get people to care, they're going to be okay and whatnot. But it was uh, just atmosphere-wise. And, again, and we're not going to know. The wrestling audience is down in general. But we, we know that that 2 to 2.5 million range is, is possible within the realm of what people are watching right now with Raw. So they have to feel good, if not great, knowing what NXT did, knowing that they nearly doubled it, essentially, or, or ballparked that, that they have the potential to do even better and right. take more of that NXT audience even. So. Yeah. And to your point, when you were talking about people talking about the impact ratings before, back when they did hit two million every now and then, that's when Raw was doing over four. Yes. So as a percentage of what Raw is doing, I mean, AEW is already pretty up there. I mean, one point four to you know, Raw has been two point three to two point five. It's not that big of a gap. So what is W? Here's the other question. Like a lot of good questions come out of this. I love this personally. Sitting back, this is the best thing that that we need this. And I see what guys, guys are getting offered more money than ever now. But what happens if Raw's rating, Raw ratings continue to go down, SmackDown ratings continue to go down, and AEW surpasses them on Wednesday night? Oh, man. Does, what is Raw? Because what, my thing is, this is a game of chess, whether WWE, it's, their Vince is highly competitive. There's no way that this is just everybody wins. There's, they don't fucking think that way. They never have, they never will. I think if that happened, NXT, as we know, it would be done, right? The Wednesday night NXT show would start looking like Raw, and it would, it would like have, you know, all the guys switching between the, yeah. the brands. I think, I think even if they continue at this rate, like if if because NXT has fallen each week, you know, people are saying, oh, it's the first time with AEW, but NXT unopposed the second week fell fifteen percent. Yes, so it's not it's not like the product is you know, maintaining right off the bat. Well, I mean, we'll see again, it is a marathon. I mean, it is a yeah marathon, not a sprint, but uh, if it continues uh, losing by a big margin to AEW every week, uh, you know, Vince is not going to be happy about that. I mean, already yeah. the headlines about, you know, dynamite, you know, waxing NXT. I'm sure that's just making Vince sick. So yeah, I mean, they pulled off every trick in the book. Finn Balor appearing, who's a former champion with them, zero impact on that. Which so that and this is again, this is where I was this is a, a problem of a culmination over the years of them watering down stars, the spokes in the wheel not being as strong as they need to be. Now what happens is that when you water everybody down and kind of make everybody level, everybody's kind of in that WWE realm, that branding, everything's just kind of the same, even though they, everyone is different, everything's the same. So that who are you gonna put into there that's going to draw ratings for you because you have purposely watered down all your superstars by design because you didn't want to pay them what they were worth over all these. This is a culmination of years and years of years of WWE being pieces of shit to the talent that is now coming back to fucking to to kick their ass. To your point. It's a beautiful thing. In AEW, fresh start, doing things differently. And right, it it is, and again, I don't always agree with no selling and and psychology-wise. And again, we all have our opinions on that. But the way they presented that first show in the field, this is, I'm telling you, WWE has to be highly concerned. And NXT, let's just say this continues on. And AEW is pulling in raw ratings similar to Raw, if not better, going on, moving forward. AEW has already said we're not competing with Raw. We're not, we're doing our own thing. Is Wednesday night now the new night of pro wrestling? Is Raw then going to, 
is WWE going to fucking move Monday Night Raw to Wednesday night? Because AEW is already telling you we're not competing with you. We're just going to be we're going to do our thing. And the way Jericho, I love the way they've conducted themselves in this. Is SmackDown going to go from Friday to Wednesday night next? <laughs> because that's if NXT can't get because what's going to happen is if NXT continues to fall, they're going to see that fuck this was a mistake. We overestimated our brand with NXT going against AEW in this small arena. It, it's just not working. Vince, there is, the pressure is going to come from Vince that we need to do something. So NXT is either going to have to start going to big arenas, and then they're going to have to try to then reshuffle that whole thing. And then if they continue to lose, <clears throat> then it's do we smack down the B show, essentially, which it's always been. It's always Raw, the A show. Does SmackDown go to Wednesday night then and then and see if that can fucking can, you know, knock AEW down a bit? And if it can't, what are they like? I don't know. Huh? I mean, you know, in, in a lot of ways, Wednesday night's a better night for WWE than Friday nights. I mean, Friday night's like the worst night. Um, worst but, night ever for wrestling. It, it, we talked about that and it didn't do well before when they were on Friday. No, it, it, I mean, they're going to start off huge uh, this week. I mean, I think I'm guessing 4.5 to 5 million. That's that's really? my prediction, like way up there. Uh, just with all the Fox promotion, the yeah. Rock being back, I think it's going to be huge and just it's going to be have a huge drop next week. You know, to your point uh, regarding, you know, marginalizing talent and them not meaning anything anymore. The two guys that had a big effect on ratings this week on Raw were Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Their segment raised a half a million viewers and then they tuned out as soon as that segment was over. Yep. So, um, you know, to your point about keeping people special and not doing that, uh, they have to rely on the old stars. But uh, that's the reason Raw actually was up. It did one of its better numbers. Uh, it, the best number since football season started with 2.571 yeah. million viewers, mostly because of that segment. But, yeah, it, it was a good number for, for Raw. Which tells you people don't understand and they blame the talent was, has always been there. It's their booking and lack of letting talent, the right talent, break through, and and we can go through names and different. And I've been there. It's they've they've literally done this to themselves. I personally, I'm fucking smiling so big at this. It's fucking great to me, and I and I love the talent. And it's not the it's, right. but now it's a good time to be a pro wrestler. And like I told you, now my interest in wanting to go back to pro wrestling. If you're going to make marquee names, that's more that's more interesting to me now. That's more enticing to me now. That because it's not it wasn't fun before with the way the environment was and what you wait we get into this to be as big of stars and fucking wrestlers as possible and you're capping everybody off because you don't want to pay everybody what they're worth so you can make more billions of dollars fuck you now it's time to pay the piper it's great right yeah unbelievable and speaking of which you you mentioned Jack Swagger earlier yes. Jake Hager made his uh, debut on AEW Dynamite uh, this past uh, this past Wednesday uh, was part of a the end of the show beatdown uh, wrestling Inc was at the post media scrum with Tony Khan. And we asked Tony Khan uh, about Jack Swagger and how long he had been signed. And Tony Khan told us that he has actually been signed for a long time. Like they signed him a while back. Oh, wow. So it's, they just kept it secret, but uh, yeah, so he's going to manage his Bellator schedule. So he's, he's going to do AEW on Wednesdays and then train Bellator Friday to Tuesday. He's got a fight coming up on October the 25th. Yep. So he's going to ba- balance the two. So it's not like he's not going to be on TV if he's got a fight coming up, he's going to be on whenever they need him. So, you know, there was some criticism with using former WWE guys, you know, in a top position right off the bat because it makes your other stars look secondary. But I think I thought it was a great move. And also, 
as we saw with Nitro and Raw, when one wrestler moves to the other company, it gives them a fresh coat of paint. They yeah. feel important again. And Jack Swagger, you know, he's one of the bigger guys there, so he kind of stands out. And they, I feel like they need a couple big guys. Yeah, and again, I've never, I've never been I, that whole theory. I think is bullshit. I think it's it's individual on the talent and what they bring to the table and where they're at in their career and what they can do. So I think that whole thing is it's horseshit. And if you're going to do it, you compare sometimes like was Impact did it. But they did it with guys that weren't hungry anymore at times, or they were they made enough money in pro wrestling where that competitive drive wasn't what it was, or they were fired. Like, and then they, then it's it's a different feel on that. Even to me, it's an individual case by case basis of what a guy brings to the table. And I think a guy like Swagger, I think it's a good pickup. I'm really curious for him. That's in, and Lashley did it. That's no easy task balancing two things like this and to, to give it your full attention. That schedule though is much more welcoming for that though, for him. And I, like, I'm really happy for him that he, and he's doing and doing the, the, the MMA with Bellator and, and working his way up in that. And as long as he can dedicate the time that he needs to that, cause that, that's, that's, that's a full-time job with yeah. that. And it needs to be, or it needs to be to, to continue, you know, to do what he's doing over there. But I'm happy for him because from a business standpoint, him being able to capitalize and having a family and get two paychecks, with this is a great thing. And I think he's a good pickup for them. Anybody criticizing, they're going to criticize no matter what. What do you want? You want them to plug, plug jungle boy into that spot? Like get the fuck out of here. It's not happening right now. Like it's that's, that's, they need, they need more guys like that over time. And it's in continuing to do what they're doing at, at scale. So great pickup. I'm very happy for Jack. Yeah, one thing I forgot to mention, AEW also drew 423,000 viewers for the replay right after. So wow. 2 million viewers between the two airings. Obviously, there's probably some crossover. Some people probably watched it twice. But but yeah, a successful night for AEW. Um, Randy Orton commented on the AEW debut. He, uh, he was playing Call of Duty on Twitch and was a little tipsy. Uh, we got the video on wrestling, but he was, uh, get out of here, <laughs> <laughs> but he was saying, speaking of Vince, that AEW was effing cool. Huh? Did you watch that show last night? Oh my God. I'll tell you what. It's that big match feel the big show feel. And then he talked about the opening match with Cody and Sammy Guevara. And he said, uh, Cody and Sam Sammy Guevara, that kid can do some shit. I'd love to work with that kid. They had a great match. I thought opening the show with that match was a good idea and well-received. So uh, Orton kind of reflecting a, a lot of the views that we were talking about, just the big show feel and yeah. uh, just an impressive, uh, impressive look. Every wrestler inside and works for WWE has to be thrilled with what AEW pulled off. And I'll tell you, guys, you're going to get guys that bullshit and lie that come out. Randy will just fucking say what he thinks. He's been there long enough. I, Randy fucking is played. He knows all the games. Me and him have talked at different points of shit that goes on on making fucking 90 cents for a signed photo that they sell for $20. Like he's, he will say how he feels and, and whatnot. And so I love it. And I th I wish more guys would come out and have the balls to say shit. It really would make, it would be better because it's the WWE has fucked so many of us over for so many years, especially with our generation that this is, and everyone has, should be smiling so big right now. It's great. I love Randy. That was a great comment. <laughs> Yeah, he he gives zero zero Fs. That's for sure. Yes, but, uh, I mean, what's but everyone lives in this fear bubble. What was so wrong with what he said? Right. Yeah. He he said nothing but the truth. It, 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 it's a great thing. It, it's he knows we're all going to make more money because of this. Vince pocketing billions of dollars, being a greedy fucking old man all these years, is biting him in the ass. Finally, it's great. 
Sure. But if Chad Gable said that online, I think the, you know, uh, we'd probably be seeing him, you know, wrestling on main event for the next few months. Oh, absolutely. And again, it's all placement on where you're at at the time and whatnot. Right. And I, I agree wholly on that. So, yeah. Uh, last thing here uh, is a lot of talk about CM Punk with WWE again. CM Punk has not had any talks with WWE. He said he was on a radio show. He confirmed that he has been talking with Fox about their new Fox WWE studio show. I saw your uh, your guy, Mark, with his uh, CM Punk report. <laughs> um, That's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so it looks like it's going to be a done deal. So CM Punk uh, looks like we'll have a role as a commentator on this WWE backstage studio show on Fox or on FS1, which is affiliated with Fox. Uh, Punk had talked about how, uh, you know, Fox, this deal with SmackDown is a big deal. There's a ton of money going in. They want to make it work. He's not interested in wrestling, but he's interested in doing this. And uh, yeah, Triple H was asked about it. He said, you know, it's Fox's show. It's something that they're doing as far as with WWE and CM Punk. If there's the right opportunity, you know, the corporate answer, uh, you know, they would do something and you never say never that kind of thing. But yeah, so it looks like Punk and kind of affiliated with WWE because even though it's a Fox show, it's a WWE Fox show and they're going to have some input on it, you know, down the road. Absolutely. I So this this is could go, uh, it's one of two things. It's And I know, and I saw a comment from Punk where he said, you know, initially he thought it was a WWE thing, or if it was, he was going to say no. His right. agent came back to him and said it was a Fox Sports thing, which by the looks of it, it, it is. So this could be a way for him. And again, it's all games, and it's fun. It could be one of two things. It could be Punk truly wants to go back to WWE, but there's an ego involved, doesn't want to be the first one that, that reaches out and like, look, I want to come back or I would like to have a role in the company. And so this is his play of easing into that, putting himself somewhat in that environment without being in that environment. But he's going to be talking about WWE on this show. He's going to have interaction with WWE officials probably at some point at this, that that was a foot in. Or this is just a smooth, clever way of playing games, of getting a paycheck from wrestling, talking about WWE through Fox Sports. And it's kind of like a, Fuck you, you guys are going to talk to me now. I'm around. You know what I mean? Fans, right. His interest is only, the interest is only going to go up in him from his fans by him now doing this. Mm-hmm. Those CM Punk chants are now probably going to get worse. I would imagine <laughs> if, you know what I mean? Yeah. To where WWE now will be prone to approach him about, and the way that he worded this is, and I get him, he doesn't want to wrestle full time. I've said, I don't want to wrestle full time. Once you escape that bubble and realize how fucked that environment is, that you kill your body and sacrifice your health and your life and wrestlers die younger than any other sport out there in entertainment that, and you see what Vince is doing and how much he's actually making off you and how little he's paying you to this day, even the top guys, he's not paying them nearly what they're worth with all of this and their fucked up pay scale. Why would you ever subject yourself to going back to that full time? Once you understand what it is, you not very few guys truly do recognize that once they leave, he was one of them. I was one of them. There's a few others that, and you just can't, unless you're so hard up for money that you're like, well, this is all I got. I got to go do this. It's, this is all I have. That's a different story and whatnot. But the way that he worded that to me was, I'm going to go back and do this. I'm open to discussions. If they want to fucking pay me $3 million to go wrestle in Saudi Arabia, he didn't say that specifically, but I bet you he would be open to talking about that, which is fucking smart. Right. And so, and I I think no matter what his reasons are, I think that was a, I love this from the standpoint of as as much as we've had disagreements on things in the past, uh, it was, 
I agree with other elements of what he's done. I love it whenever a guy fucks WWE. Like Brock, I love it. I think because it's they have fucked all of us so bad that this is it, it. It 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 makes me so happy internally that he configured this and made this happen without them. And they're gonna Hunter will put on that smiling face and give that corporate answer, but he knows now he's in the he's in the element of wrestling again. The talk of him wrestling again or another match or or appearing for WWE is only going to go up. Yeah. Job well done on his part. Absolutely. What a wild week it's been. Hello, Nacelle, completely forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, next week is going to be more fascinating because the, the the first week of the ratings, obviously, there's a lot of hype. Yep. Next week, we'll start to see where things settle in, uh, where things are kind of go, kind of going to go. Same thing with SmackDown on Fox. We'll have that number, see, uh, see what it did. So next week is going to be a fascinating week, too. I'm really looking forward to it. We are. The AEW has arrived. I think it was a great first week with all of this. And think it's the a lot of questions will be answered over the upcoming months. Absolutely. So, uh, well, Ryback, uh, thanks as always for having me on. Likewise. Anything you would like to go ahead and uh, plug to wrap up this week, Rush? Uh, yeah, just keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. It's been one of the busiest weeks we've had. It was, I mean, on Sundays we've had some days we've had like fifty articles. Oh, wow. some, you know, so it's it's just nuts. Uh, but yeah, just uh, keep glued to WrestlingInc.com and and subscribe to the Ryback TV YouTube channel as well. Good deal, Raj. Thank you as always. And guys, we'll be right back after these messages. Baseball season is in full swing, and placing a wager on baseball has never been more exciting than with betonline.ag. This week, I'm not watching any of the game, guys, because you know the big guy Ryback is, doesn't watch much sports, to be quite honest. But I'm not against it at all. And if you love sports and you love betting, betonline.ag is your place because now you can save an extra 50% added on to your sports betting bankroll when you go to clnsmedia.com slash Ryback and use code CLNS50. The best part is the bonus will be added onto your balance within seconds. Again, support our podcast by going to clnsmedia.com slash Ryback and use code CLNS50. A minimum deposit of $25 is required to qualify for the bonus. And please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. BetOnline.ag, your one-stop shop for online betting. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback. And I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. FuelMeals.com. Feed me more. All right. Back here. Big thank you to Michelle Davis for coming on this week. Raj Geary as well with the Wrestling Report. Really enjoyed this week, as I do every week. I enjoy every week talking. Hope Raj feels better there. Never any fun being sick. So once again, appreciate him making time to come on the show while uh, feeling a little bit under the weather. Before I get to my motivational thought of the week here, guys, wrap up, I want to go ahead and just go ahead and thank you to our sponsors, Real Good Foods. You can save 15% with discount code RYBACK. 
at realgoodfoods.com. They got the low-carb pizzas, the keto pizzas, enchiladas, breakfast sandwiches, uh, poppers, jalapeno poppers, bacon cheddar poppers. And then they also have their cauliflower pizza as well. And I believe they're adding even more items. But you can check them out at realgoodfoods.com. 15% discount code Ryback. Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service that I've been with for many years. Fuelmeals.com. You can save 15% with discount code the big guy on that. They do custom meals. They got the, the chicken, steak, the turkey, fish. They they do quesadillas. They they do different pastas. They have everything you can get. You can get rice, sweet potatoes, vegetables. You can get signature custom meals that, again, uh, I always like to do either grilled chicken or steak. I'll kind of alternate back and forth with my meals every week of what I'm going to get to kind of to stock up on them a little bit. I'll do, you know, chicken and, and brown rice and broccoli or steak, broccoli, and brown rice. And for me, and then I'll, I'll use one or two of those throughout the day with my with my meals and my protein shakes, my also hungry protein shakes. And they really, really come in handy and they're very affordable. Eight, nine, ten, eleven dollars, depending on the size and quantity that you get on that. And I think even maybe a little less than that if you go half quantity or half portions and whatnot, depending on your size and your your caloric needs. So check them out, fuelmeals.com, save 50% discount code, the big guy. And feed me more nutrition. My supplement line available on feedmemore.com. We are a company that uses stevia and monk fruit. We don't use artificial sweeteners, no aspartame, no sucralose more ingredients that actually work, guys. And uh, you can save 20% with discount code PODCAST20 on feedmemore.com. We also have on there with your order, we offer you a free 10-count creatine or workout towel and wristband. We have specials where uh, you can get a bottle of our GTS Go to Sleep, our five-star rated sleep formula that is working wonders for a lot of people out there. We offer that to you for half off uh, for checking out as well as an add-on on there. We have some really great, cool deals Again, we we broke our personal sales record for two months in a row here, and uh, September was the best month we've ever had with Feed Me More Nutrition since coming uh, coming about two and a half, a little over two and a half years ago. So I thank you guys greatly for the growth of this company, and it has been a, a tremendous honor um, to be able to help and serve a lot of you and uh, help people make a positive difference in their life and, and run a run a business that is now successfully profitable at a good level and growing. And it, it's even more work than ever. Like I said, I'm up at 5 a.m. pretty much every day. Every once in a while, I'll sleep to 5.30, real piece of shit. And uh, <laughs> depending on when I get to bed. And it's uh, it's a very rewarding thing. And it, it's I thank you guys tremendously for supporting it and uh, being a big part of its growth here. And uh, we haven't even started yet. There's so much more work to be done, and uh, but but we are getting there one day at a time. And as always, for supporting this podcast conversation with the big guy Ryback, your reviews are, are greatly appreciated on iTunes. And if you could share and subscribe to Ryback TV on YouTube, we hit 100,000 subscribers. I think we're at 103 or 4,000 here now, and um, we're on our way to 200,000. And uh, our workout videos, I have a videographer. And uh, this week, I'm actually going to be recording my first workout coming up, and I'm very excited. I believe Rusev is going to be in town for WWE SmackDown, and I'm going to try to coordinate a workout with uh, the big man, the Bulgarian brute, and see if uh, we could do a little uh, joint workout together for Ryback TV. I think that would be a pretty cool first one to do. And uh, again, 
once and there'll be workouts where I work out from home. I go to different gyms in Vegas. I'm going to try to work out with different people at times and have them put me through their workouts. And, and eventually the goal is to shoot down and go get a workout with C.T. Fletcher, hopefully get a workout in with Mark Bell, get a workout in with uh, the Celtic Warrior Seamus and uh, show you guys. And, and I always do my thing, but go through other people's workouts and see if I'm still screaming, feed me more when it's done, because if I can do a lot of a lot of volume. I've always been able to. I can I can push myself pretty hard and my shoulder with the rehab program we're doing, I get it three and a half, four hours a day. That my training and my cardio right now. And uh, my weight is shot up over 290 again. And it's, uh, I got a lot of work to still do. And I've only been back in the gym two full weeks. This is week three here. Actually, this is going, I apologize. This is week three back in the gym. So I'm getting, getting some workouts in now, getting my footing back under me and really I'm feeling great. But again, I got my focus again, I'm not worried about pro wrestling right now, guys, and I'm not. I have no interest of going back and killing myself full time. And anyone that wants to do that, cool. Going through what I went through and overcoming this, and I just saw my doctor yesterday, and they had they recorded a piece for a presentation because I've had more stem cell procedures than anybody they know at, with 14 and overcoming the five disc fusion and shoulder replacement. And it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of rehab, and nobody will ever understand the amount of uh, mental and physical sacrifice and dedication this has taken and that's okay it, for me and me only to understand and whatnot but uh i'm not concerned with jeopardizing my health ever again because i'm very fortunate and lucky to have gotten a second chance so and i'm not going to fuck that up and it's not worth it again for the money and i can make more money doing what i'm doing it just doesn't logically make any sense but i'm very open to going and doing matchups and if you guys want me there and you speak up and you're loud enough Maybe that will happen. And if not, I don't give a fuck. So that's what it is. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Big thank you to BioAccelerator as well, guys. Uh, they're the company that brought me out to Medellin, Colombia for their, for their stem cell procedures. If you're in pain or know somebody in pain, please visit BioAccelerator at www.stemcells.bioaccelerator.com slash Ryback dash Reeves. That's B-I-O-X-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-O-R, www.stemcells.bioaccelerator.com slash Ryback dash Reeves. Go to that link and uh, they can give you some information if stem cell therapy can be beneficial to you. It's it worked wonders for me. It's playing a big part in uh, my recovery along with a stri stringent uh, rehab process. Andrew Locke is program, I should say, is uh, helping me tremendously right now with my right shoulder. And I'm able to do planks for the first time in years without my shoulder grinding by building up my lat and some weakened muscles that were causing stress and causing the shoulder to grind even more. We're making significant progress, and I will not rush this process at all. So anybody like, oh, go back to wrestling, like, fuck off, guys. And I say that respectfully. I need, I like, this is, I will take as much fucking time as I need to make sure I am where I want to be and that I can do balance multiple things. I'm not going to throw myself into a position where I'm like, what, what did I fucking, I just threw away three years. I'm not doing it. When I'm back, I'll be back, and whatever capacity that is, and uh, we, will, we will cross that bridge when we get there. All right, guys, motivational thought of the week this week. Motivational thought of the week from my Forbes thought of the day. But get a little sip here at my finish at BCAAs. Ah, so refreshing. All righty. This quote is by William Feather. Too many of us vote for our prejudices instead of our desires. Too many of us vote for our prejudices instead of our desires. What does that mean? I take it as 
we oftentimes we uh, we focus on the negative more so than than what we truly desire, the positives. I once heard a good quote. I think it was from The Secret. That they uh, people that are like anti the the people that that go and protest in the street they're always protesting what they're what they're against rather than protesting what they're for or supporting what they're for I should say and oftentimes I think and we with social media and different things we tend to and we live in a very negative negative uh, society and atmosphere we tend to spend a lot of time talking about what we don't like bitching and complaining and that's why I always talk about if you hang around people that are like that you got to ditch them they are worthless. To, to be around. And I, and I mean that in a nice way. They, because it will, what you will do is you will then eventually start having those discussions and the, your focus will start shifting on things that you don't like as well. That, you know, I saw a guy, Gary Vaynerchuk had a guy on, and he had it on as one of his clips and I didn't like it. And I didn't, didn't comment on it. Didn't leave a like. And because I just didn't, the guy, the guy that he had on, I just didn't really think highly of, and I don't know enough about the guy, but he was complaining about people spending $1,300 on cell phones. The fact that he's even wasting time and energy on that to me was, I was just like, eh, that's negative. That doesn't, who, you don't know why anyone's buying anything. And Gary kind of had a different approach. Well, if it makes them happy, I'm okay with it. If they're not complaining and that makes them happy. And maybe somebody needs that eleven dollars or $1,300 cell phone because for their work, that the phone has features on it, maybe that the other ones don't. I don't know. But I'm also not spending any time like that, highlighting the negative, because there's billions of people. We're not going to agree what everyone does and whatnot. But I think it's just easy to sometimes talk about what we don't like. And it's a distraction from us focusing on ourselves, our desires, our drives, our focus on bettering ourselves. And we all do it. I do it. We all do it. I try to catch it as quickly as possible and get the fuck out of that, that fucking mindset and whatnot. But rather than highlighting the negatives and what upsets us because energy grows where attention goes the tony robbins quote or somewhere in that realm something similar to that that it's really not gonna it, we're just better off talking about what we want you know i could sit here and uh compare myself to the big dog supplement companies and see things they're doing and maybe things i don't like that they're doing and whatnot and get upset about it or i could just have goals and know what my goal, okay, I just had this much money in sales on feedmemore.com and Amazon sales. This was through Amazon and my uh, distributor. This is, I just broke my monthly record three months in a row, two months in a row. And this is, you know, I now want to hit this number. Well, how am I going to hit this number? And just focus on the things that are going to allow me to hit that number and not worry about these other things and what I don't like. Well, that company, I don't, they're full of shit. I know they don't mean that. Why? It's just not going to do me any good. It's easy to do, and it's not wrong necessarily. It is. It could be how you feel, but it's just there's it's all mindset, guys. And it's just I like this quote a lot by William Feather. Too many of us vote for our prejudices rather than instead of our desires. I hate so and so because of this. This our president. I don't like him for this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And you're just what are you doing? You're just making yourself feel worse, getting angrier. What do you like? Why don't you focus on what you like? I would rather do that. It's a happier life. Some of us like to be upset and miserable because it takes, it distracts us from ourselves. That's a very real thing. We have a lot of distractions around us today. So focusing on ourselves is tougher than ever. But if we truly want it, being self-aware, it can be done. And we could start by focusing on our desires a little more. It's, uh, I really, I like that quote a lot.
It's very true. Resonates with what we're doing uh, in today's world greatly to me. That's my thought of the week, guys, from the Forbes thought of the day. All right, wrapping up this week's show for all fan mail guys, P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Thank you to Wiretap Radio and CLNS Media, as always. Personal videos by myself, you can go to cameo.com slash the big guy ride back. I've been so busy, I didn't get to a, a bunch of them here past couple weeks, and I apologize, guys. And uh, hopefully have some time to get to those as time goes on. All wrestling bookings, please, or appearances, comic cons, anything uh, of that nature, fitness inquiries, you can book the big guy at yahoo.com or for wrestling uh, appearances and bookings. Bill Barron's at showbiz at AOL.com. S-H-O-W-B-I-S at AOL.com. Ryback TV, YouTube.com slash Ryback TV. Please give that a, a follow, turn on notifications, and subscribe. If you got time, we got a lot of clips every week, a lot of different things. I just did a Johnny Scoville's Two Book Tear, the Hot Peanut Challenge. It was, it kicked my ass, guys. And, and I mean that in a good way. Like I, and it wasn't the heat necessarily, that heat was tremendous. But I was fine about 15 minutes after it, 10, 15 minutes after, I was fine from the heat. The real kicker got me. That was the first thing that actually jacked up my stomach, even taking my ginger. And luckily, uh, Scoville, uh, I, I, he's come. We're going to be doing a, a thing together here. He uh, gave me a little tip on eating some bananas. And, uh, and then I went and got some Pepto-Bismol and uh, took that. And, but it took a good four hours for that to calm down. I had to sit at the table and, and just sit there. It actually drained all my energy out of me. Couldn't train for the day. I had to wait till like five o'clock in the afternoon to start getting my day going. Cause I knocked that out early in the morning. And luckily I got quite a bit of work done before I did it, but I was supposed to go to the gym right after and fucking like no rehab, nothing that day. I couldn't, my energy, my body spent all the energy that I had combating that heat internally and, uh, and I took more ginger and the banana helped, but it like, it, it's almost like, uh, I guess they call them like the Carolina Reaper cramps or stomach cramps sort of thing. And it's not even cramp. It's just like a, it's a sickness. And, uh, there was just so much heat in that entire tube. And, it was, uh, man, I, I know now there's some things you can do going into that. And you get, you, you raise your resistance when you do this. I love the mental challenge for everyone that time told you guys. For me, it's like it, right now physically because I'm kind of working with my body to get my body back. Things that test me mentally, I, I just I've always liked, and because uh, life to me is 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 mental, and all of it is mental, and it, it determines our our brains are what separate all of us for the most part. And those of us that look different physically, it's from our mindset more likely than not in our brains. Outside of people that just do steroids, and that's another discussion and they are actually mentally weaker, but that's, that's besides the point. And so I like testing myself and making my mind stronger. And that's what you're seeing with the hot challenges is just me testing myself and seeing what I'm capable of. I'm not worried about, there's no, I'm not worried about any repercussions with the heat in your body. I handle the heat very well and it's not horrible coming out or anything of that nature. It was just that one got my stomach. Cause that was the quantity of the heat in that thing was, uh, Different, but there's little tips you could do, like taking a, a, a serving a Pepto Bismol or two before maybe eating a banana or two before, along with the ginger, probably about 30, 40 minutes before doing one of those hot challenges will work wonders. But like that just raised my tolerance to a whole new level. So that's kind of what I'm doing is just raising my tolerance. 
that one was just a bigger jump. There maybe should have been like maybe another challenge before that one or two. And maybe should have, again, I lesson learned to kind of have a little something before because that thing just it hit me about 45 minutes later. And then I lied down because I thought that was helping and it was making it worse. He said, don't lie down, whatever you do. And I go, fuck. And I go, so I just went and sat at the kitchen table and then I went and sat on the couch and it, it was a good four hours before I started. I was able to take like a little 30 minute nap and then I woke up and I go, okay, I'm good. And then I, I drank a ton of cold water too after I couldn't piss for about a good five or six hours. I pissed probably 20, 25 times after that all night because my body just held onto the water from that heat. And he said, he goes, let me know if you get fire hose, brother, which is where it burns pissing from the heat. And the first couple pisses I took, there was a, there was a burn. It wasn't horrible though. And, uh, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. And again, I have a higher pain tolerance, which again, I love that's why wrestling and going through injuries and the mental things I've gone through to me, it's just like, that's a way for me to kind of have a little fun and test myself mentally. And it makes you tougher. And again, this, yeah, it's a hot challenge and it's on YouTube. I'm getting so much more out of that guys. And I take this for life. And I'm like, that just fucking puts me at a different level now. And it's, that's the, the thrill and excitement from my point of view for all of this. So, and it's a great way for me to promote my, promote my supplements. I get sales with every video from people that watch. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of method. There's a method to the madness always with everything, guys. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning into that. As always, I appreciate it. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book on Amazon, Audible, and on feedmemore.com. Now, guys, we are now offering my book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, on the website. You could purchase it on the website directly from me. We personalize. I will personally sign the copy to you. And we have a note section on checkout where you're able to, to say who you want it signed to. And we're selling those for $39.99, personalized and signed uh, by me with the Ryback signature and the trademarked Feed Me More on there as well. So thank you guys. We're, we're going to be selling those. Those are available now on feedmemore.com. You no longer, because a lot of people, we've had so many people, how can I get a signed copy of your book? And typically I'd say, well, order it on Amazon, send it to the PO box, and I'll sign it and get it back to you yeah, for free there. But you're paying for the shipping there and back, it's just easier to offer you the book on the website and keep them in stock and sign them and send them off for you. So check those out on feedmemore.com as well. And uh, social media guys, the big guy Ryback22 on Instagram, feed me more nutrition and conversation with the big guy on Instagram. I'm at Ryback22 on Twitter, feed me more nutrition on Facebook, and Ryback247 on Snapchat. And as always, guys, uh, with all orders on feedmemore.com, I mentioned you get a free signed autograph by myself as well on there with every order on feedmemore.com. I always forget to mention that. So thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Feed me more. Conversation with the big guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment.